Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 152. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. God damn it, Tom. I mean, hey, man. Wow. Wow. Hey. Already fired right out of the gate. And the vocational Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Ten days. What? Wait, Have you not what? seen the ring? No, dude. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. So, like, a, you you play the VHS tape, which is right, so out. I know, I know that. You, yeah. Whatever. And then, within minutes, you're supposed to get a phone call that says seven days. Oh, I see. Yeah, but, and then, yeah. Yeah, but it's not days. It's it's episodes. But maybe it's not even this that. Is, yeah. So after this one, there will be eleven left. No, wait, wait, after this one, 10, 10, this 10, is, yeah, 10 yeah. yeah, after this one, 10. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're recording this on the evening of Thursday, September 19th, 2018. Um, it's even more important these days that we tell you when we are recording these shows. <laughs> uh, Everything just changes on a goddamn whim now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it used to be a weekly show. We would still be able to pretty much stay on top of everything, but now Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, up has become down. Cats are living with dogs. It's, you know, I, there's got to be uh, somebody's listening out there and having fun with us. And, and here's, here's why we, I say that. Um, a couple shows back, if you remember, on our 150th when we told you. Or no, last week. When we told last you that, week, 151, uh, yeah, yeah. 151, uh, we said that there were, there were 10 things that had a reasonable likelihood of happening, but were pretty unlikely that if they happened, it, we would take it as a sign that we would continue beyond our scheduled demise at the end of this calendar year or thereabouts. Cursed, perhaps. Uh, and, and last week, uh, the day after we recorded that portion of the show, as we told you, uh, one of the things eh, maybe sort of started coming true. Uh, the news <laughs> broke that Henry Cavill was out as Superman and that there may be a DC Universe movie reboot-ish coming, but uh, nothing confirmed. Still a week later, nothing confirmed. Uh, then right before we started recording this, <laughs> this I got episode, a little this news alert episode. on my phone. Yeah, this very specific episode. Before. Um, three minutes before three minutes from when we started recording. So. Yeah, it was it was kind of ridiculous. But uh, so the the other news is is from the world of fight sports. And uh, we mentioned uh, one of the signs that we would stick around involved John Bones Jones, uh, the MMA fighter who can't seem to pass a drug test to save his life. Involved <laughs> him passing a drug test. Now, in order for him to have have a drug test, and to begin with, uh, one has to be reinstated to fight, and uh, well, that's about to happen. <laughs> we learned we learned right before we started recording this that Usada has decided Jones's 15 month suspension 
will be retroactive to the date of the failed test, which was 14 months ago. So in one month, end of October, uh, Bones Jones can return to MMA. Um, he hasn't booked a fight yet, but uh, and this one could be close to happening. Just stick it out for a month. That's that's all we ask. <laughs> one month is all we need, man. Like, I just need you, John. I'm speaking to you personally here. <laughs> just don't fuck this up. Because <laughs> not that I dislike Daniel Cormier. Yes, you do. We've been over this. Please continue. Not that I don't dislike him. Okay, there but... we go. That's better. Come on, man. Like, you've beaten him twice already. On drugs? No. It... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily on drugs. Testing positive for things that would indicate you might have been on drugs. <laughs> Chris, are you sure you're not like a spokesperson for the president? Because the mental gymnastics that you accomplish, yeah. they're <laughs> all we ask, all I ask is just don't fuck it up for a month. That's it. Does it? I mean, it's <sighs> just please. So, this is more because you want to see him fight, or is this because you want to keep doing the show? It's because I. <laughs> I don't dislike Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Chris's hate of Daniel Cormier being the greatest fighter in the world is so strong that he's willing to throw literally everything into the wood chipper that he could find. <laughs> yeah. Potentially his own child. <laughs> Who's to say? Fuck this up, Daniel. Or, or John. That's, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Uh, but yes. Yes. So, so like I said, a couple things would have to happen before this seal opens and uh he would have to a schedule a fight before the end of this year and b pass drug tests uh a drug tests singular that was the joke that was the joke and that was that was supposed to be a joke theoretically improbable unlikely (laughs) he might i I mean mean, uh, he probably will still fail a drug test the guy clearly has a problem. Yeah, I mean, and he. I mean, I mean <laughs> listen, listen to Tom. Jesus. Listen to Tom hedging, hedging. No, hedging. no, no. <laughs> I'm not hedging. I'm just saying there are a few things you can count on in this world. It's death, taxes, and addicts relapsing. Like, All so. Right, well, I would sure. like to point out. I would like to point out that there is going to be a gentleman and a group of people. A group of people who are going to be space tourists very shortly. <laughs> yeah, but they're going around the moon, and it's in like right. two years. I, I agree. I understand. I'm just saying, Ed, what if they actually miss the moon <laughs> and end up on Mars? That's yeah, all they're, I'm not, they're not launching for two years. We'll be gone Listen, by then. Tom, have you, have you not been paying attention to what the world every day is like a fucking year in this timeline okay <laughs> you're not wrong about that I, I can't argue that all right so i'm just saying all that ludicrous bullshit that we shit talked about never gonna happen <laughs> we've we we lo- we couldn't even launch the joke tom 
without one of them happening. It's now true. we now we can't even record a second episode without one of them happening, Tom. Yeah, it's kind of it's strange. That's why I think <laughs> I think somebody's fucking with us. It's. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I mean, when I heard the show was over, I was like, all right, so I don't want, you know. The, the, the text stream between the three of us went on for quite a bit of time. I mean, I, I spent quite a bit of time on the toilet, so it afforded me some time to come up with some creative things that would never happen. Right. I mean, man, like, maybe the stars have just aligned. I mean, it's just, it's meant to be. Perhaps. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no. You got it. You got to admit, Tom. This is this is I beyond mean, peculiar. Now, one is it? Yeah. One is hilarious. One no. One one is weird. Two is hilarious. Three is a trend. Okay. <laughs> so you need one more seal. I you need have, one more look, seal. Man, we had ten. We had ten. That's this is only twenty percent. That's an F in any country. Dude, okay? if I won the lottery twenty percent of the time. Mm. I would fucking play the lotto every single yeah, week. Yeah, but do you know what Tom, the odds just... are of you winning the lottery 20% of the time? What is the odds of us being right in back-to-back weeks about things that we were making laughing jokes about because there was no way we'd be right about them? I don't know, Noster Dumbass. You've, you've landed on it a couple of times. Anyway. I refer his honor get... to the case of Blind Squirrel v. Nut. <laughs> Fair enough. But Blind Squirrel v. Uh, two Nuts? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll believe something's up when we get a third one. <laughs> There's Tom just tempting fates. Yeah, I am. I want to see it happen. I want to see what happens. I want to see what of the seven remaining fucked up yeah, things we what? talked about will happen. I mean, okay, like so the whole DC thing. Maybe DC saw the writing on the wall. They're like, all right, so we'll, we'll reboot. We, we get it. The John Jones thing, UFC needs money. They always need money. So, and they know that John Jones is a name. So they're like, all right, what? Who can we pay off within USADA and the Nevada State Athletic Commission and whatnot to 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 see this guy fight again? So those are probable, right? What's yeah. the next? Uh, see, now we got uh, all right. So yeah, we, we got to go. go back let's to go, the list. All right, let's go down the list. Pete Rose gets into the Hall of Fame. Now I'm pretty sure we said on the show the baseball Hall of Fame. Someone, right. Someone fact check us on that one, but um, that one that ain't happening. Well, I can't say that because December's when they announce the inductees, so they could <laughs> shock the world. They could decide. Um, we've got man walking on Mars. Okay, that's pretty unlikely. Um, Effie revealing himself to actually be Ric Flair. Very unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, Bones Jones, Wanderlei Silva letting Usada test him. He might be low on cash, man. It could, like, it's, that a... is a possibility. <laughs> that is a possibility. Kanye West releasing his album devoted to the benefits of single payer health care. Uh, I don't know about that. MLB Unlikely. shutting down. MLB, we know that's not going to happen. No, they're not going to shut down. Not this year. Um, the pre- uh, President Trump vowing to leave the NFL <laughs> alone regarding the anthem. I don't think that's ever happening unless no, he like dies or something given. Yeah, that that's no or resigns not before or December. Is... <laughs> he, he said, he said, hopefully <laughs> yeah, I know from the guy who thought there was no he chance. Said, he'd with win. A sh- like, yeah, he's not going to get elected. Well, 
Well, shows I, you I'm how sorry, much I, I believed know. in reality. Yeah. You know? um, WB deciding to reboot the DC movies. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Not official that that's happening. And that's then, like the whole like semantics thing. It's like reboot, relaunch. What, is, what that, does it all really uh, well, mean? It's, right? it's all the news about Henry Cavill is neither side is confirming that report. So it could just be a rumor. We don't know. The rumor is that it's happening, but we don't know. And then the final yeah, somebody one needs was... to tell Henry Cable that then. <laughs> that it's just a rumor. Well, I mean, he kind of released that cryptic Instagram video after it all came out, which was like him with the Superman doll and Yeah. We... And it's a it's an action figure first though. <laughs> Dude, if it's if it's over six inches tall, it's a doll, okay? I think those are the five and three quarter, aren't no, they? No, he was what? flashing the ten inch doll. Oh, son of a bitch! That little Instagram window. You guys, you guys sound really cool right now. Just letting you know. I'm hey. sorry. Are you new here? <laughs> you're not. You're not like. Don't act like you're above this shit. You know exactly what we're talking about. I'm just, just saying a fact. Yeah, it's all I'm <laughs> No, garnering more readers or listeners. <laughs> Readers. And the final one was UCF winning the college football playoff. Now, they have been going up in the rankings, I, even I without. Mean, let's, yeah, I mean, let's let's briefly discuss that because they didn't play last week. They had their game against North Carolina canceled because of Hurricane Florence. Uh, they didn't play and they moved up two spots in the AP poll. Uh-huh. They stayed the same in the coaches. They moved up in the AP. And Miami, who played a game and is in a Power 5 conference and won its game, did not move anywhere. Mm -hmm. That is in itself a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> and what, uh, what it really means is that perhaps, perhaps, only perhaps, UCF uh, was probably going to beat UNC and the at least the coaches have decided, you know what? We're going to give it to you. Oh, the writers, the writers, the writers, pardon me, the writers, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. The writers who effed them in the poll to begin the season are now making up for it, I guess. Um, yeah. I still think that's exceedingly unlikely that they get even invited to the playoff, but I guess it's possible. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on before some other fucking shoe drops here. Um, and let's let's talk about the NFL for a minute. Uh, we had some interesting developments happen this week uh, with the NFL, and no, I'm not talking about the second tie in two weeks. Um, thank you, thank you so much, Daniel Carlson. <laughs> the now unemployed Daniel yeah, Carlson. Exactly. Here's what I want to know about that, since we're talking about it now. Okay. All right, so the Vikings cut Carlson, and they signed Dan Bailey, who was sitting at yep. home doing nothing. Yep. And then they say Dan Bailey is statistically the second most accurate kicker in NFL history <laughs> with a career 88.2% yeah. 88 field goal percentage. Why didn't they just sign him to begin with? Why did they because even roll with Carlson get him on a discount? Well, yeah, because, Tom, if you could afford to pay somebody – or just not pay them, which would you rather do? Yeah, I'm sure Carlson is a lot cheaper. He's uh, a rookie. Yeah. 
Yeah, Dan Bailey's a veteran. Okay, all right. I get it from a business perspective. It's Still. always a better idea to just not bother paying the people who are worth more. Do I really need to explain that to you of no, all people? No, you sure don't. All right. <laughs> you sure don't. Um, but the thing we were going to, we I was alluding to, is that the uh, a group of NFL Hall of Famers sent a letter to uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, the head of the Players Association, and the president of the Hall of Fame, uh, saying they are going to boycott future Hall of Fame ceremonies until all Hall of Famers receive health insurance and an annual salary that includes a share of league revenue. Cool. There Wait, are some what? names on this letter that are uh, names you've heard. Eric Dickerson was the chairman <laughs> of this Hall of Fame committee who signed it. Um, there were also signatures from people like Joe Namath, Marcus Allen, Jim Brown, Richard Dent. Uh, let's see. Just names I know. Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, John Randall, um, Sarah White, who's the widow of Reggie White, uh, and also Kurt Warner and Jerry Rice. Now, hmm. the reason why I saved Kurt Warner and Jerry Rice for last is because Kurt Warner and Jerry Rice later came out and said, uh... We had no idea that they were going to talk about a boycott. We're not boycotting anything. Like, we support the cause, but we're not boycotting any... Uh, we're going to the Hall of Fame events. The rest of them, it seems like they're sticking to their guns so far. Um, and, and... The cause is good. We talked about it a long time. These guys, they're in the doctor all the time. They gave up their bodies for the game. Um... You know, I get it why you would want to take, obviously take care of the Hall of Famers. Now, they've gotten some criticism because they only mentioned Hall of Famers and not yeah, that's, that's all what retired I'm players. Weird, so the, right? Like, it is a little strange. And the next day, when he was asked about it, Dickerson sort of clarified their position. And basically what they're saying is, yes, the end goal is everybody. But they figured that because the Hall of Famers are high-profile, well-known people, and they had some leverage in terms of not showing up to the events. They wanted to try and get this win for them first and then open the door to getting it for everybody else. I mean, okay, sure. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually take the side of neutral good here and just say the fact that anything is, is – the fact that a group of guys are willing to boycott at all, even a little bit, I'm actually totally – I'm totally for that. I think that's great. Um, if nothing else, it opens it opens the door for the conversation to continue yeah. because it's not like the conversation hadn't started yet. But I'm actually totally on board with this. Um, yeah. It is a little shitty that they didn't bother mentioning the current players or anyone who's been injured in general. But, you know, the 1% has to get their cut before us little plebeians can get anything anyway. So I'm actually all right with this. That's yeah. the weird thing, though. Like, okay, so there, there's so many sort of like layers on this that I'm kind of curious about. Just not being an outsider, not familiar with the whole unions and all that sort of thing. Number one, is this not a part of like grievances that the players slash coaches, whatever is union, they haven't sort of like negotiated this already for all players, Hall of Fame or otherwise? 
And number two, like, it's not like the Hall of Famers sort of are a union in and of themselves, are they? So, like, what sort of negotiating power do they really have? And, like, how do you sort of, like, what sort of benefits do the Hall of Famers get as they are right now so that they would be able to sort of, like, warrant further negotiations to say, I want further Hall, or, you know, future Hall of Famers to, to receive said benefits? I, I don't. I don't get it. There's a pension like, fund in place, um, so that, I mean, retired players based on service time get a pension. Um, they are not provided with health care beyond their like into their retirement. Um, I'm surprised there's not, but okay. It's it's something that has only become a major issue in recent years because of CTE becoming so uh, prevalent. And that and you know, twenty five years ago, the players had the uh, the courtesy to die in their fifties so that we didn't have to worry yeah. about this shit. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, you know, there's there they've had pe- players have had pensions since nineteen fifty nine. Um, they've had a four hundred one k option since nineteen ninety three, an annuity program since nineteen ninety eight. Um, now, of course, they have to contribute some of their salary to those funds. Right. I mean, it's four hundred one k, right? So. Yeah. Um, now there's also a legacy fund established in 2011 during the lockout for players who played before 1993 before they had a 401k um and team owners contributed out of their share of the revenues to pay for that um and there have been three pension increases since then but a lot of guys are getting 700 to 2300 dollars a month uh from the pension and like the twenty, the, the example Eric Dickerson cited was a, a player who played twelve years in the league and gets twenty three hundred a month, which is twenty three what, times twelve, twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I mean people can live off of that, Tom. Oh yeah, they do it all the time. Uh, well, they they do it. Usually they got to take on a second job. Oh yeah, which leads me to my next point. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know the healthcare thing is the big issue here, and apparently the cost is is low. The the players who signed the letter are saying it would only cost the league like four million dollars to provide healthcare for retired players, um, or for the retired Hall of Famers. I would say like I don't yeah, yeah it's gonna for be the Hall of that. Famers. Now when you're talking about a league that earns literally billions of dollars in revenue, um, that's nothing, right? Right, you would think the league would be going out of its way to try and, you know, make sure that player safety and player health actually mattered. No. I mean, they harp on that a lot, so I thought that's the case. No, they pay got to pay Goodell 40 million bucks a year. And He's doing uh, a good job. Yeah, oh yeah. He's doing a great job. Great. Um and then, you know, the rest of it, I would assume, goes to the 32 owners each having their own Scrooge McDuck like vault of coins <laughs> in which to swim. Is that um, why the coin is so pissed at us is we took him out of one of those vaults? Yeah. yeah. It is comfortable, right? I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh I don't see the owners giving up any fucking money. They did once. They did seven years ago, and to them that's like I gave it the office, asshole, go away. Yeah, I've done enough. I mean, we live I've in the world enough. of we live in the world of I got mine, screw you. So right, and um, that is that is the current world we live in for sure. So I I don't know how this is going to shake out. 
And I have a feeling we're not going to know how it shakes out until the next Hall of Fame induction comes around, which is next August, and these guys maybe don't show up. Do you think if they don't show up, it will really matter that much? The names on this list will be noticed, not being. Yeah. You know, they, it's not, they will eventually. They're not a large percentage of the living Hall of Famers, but the guys on the list are high profile enough where people are going to notice. But, but so if the people, so I don't know, just out of curiosity, like what the response is thus far regarding this. And if, granted, it's like Hall of Famers speaking their mind at this point, but it's like if the people cared enough prior to just these fellows speaking about it, wouldn't they have said something already? That's the thing. The NFL owners, the league in general, doesn't do anything to benefit its players unless it's forced to. Yeah, right. The, they'll never they'll never go out on their own. They just and, won't. Yeah, and in terms of fan response, um, I I think the fans, the fans, I think are are in two places. They either don't care, like it doesn't matter to them at all, one way or the other, or they support this. I can't see anyone saying. Yeah, exactly. Like who's anti owners this? Shouldn't have to give up this money, like. Well, I mean, well, you think that, that you would think that that would be a normal thought, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there are a few people who think that. Um, no, and some I, of I, them are and that's just it. It's like what? Just once again, I, I don't know. What percentage of football fans are a even know about this and and care or, or know about the whole boy, you know, potential boycott rather? And b what percentage care? Uh, I would say the first one is a high percentage. It was all over ESPN when the letter came out a couple of days ago. Uh, and it's been talked about on, on uh, sports talk radio and other shows all week. So knowledge is a high percentage. Caring. People just want to see fucking touchdowns. Yeah, they, right? Like yeah. they, they, for the most part, yeah. Get in the end zone and dance. Yep. Exactly. Or, or, or just or, don't pray or and don't, don't kneel. No, don't, and don't, yeah, no, don't dance. Don't dance. Act like you've been there before and hand the ball to the referee like a good soldier. Even even though we, we have a whole like commercial set about why it's okay to dance? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it has to do, uh, for some fans, a certain swath of fans, let's say, that uh, players who look a certain way are okay to dance in the end zone. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about Ones here, Tom. who do not... Uh, should not be uh, showboating or becoming. Oh, uh, what's the word they like to use? Uppity. <laughs> if we want to just put a fine cap on these things. Yeah, yeah I don't want to put too fine a point on that, but uh, <laughs> let's let's just go there. I don't know. Maybe they think it's it's fun to watch certain players. Ah, dance there is for there them is, there is that there is that line of thinking as well yeah yeah it's a fine line when you're a bigot anyway <laughs> let's move on i guess job creators frederick job creators <laughs> not not bigots job creators job creators <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's good i like the that sh the show <laughs> fell down a well somebody get it you're the one who started it this time so don't I act I you know. i'm responsible all right then over here trying to act like oh i'm, not, I'm, hey, I'm oh, the yeah, moderator yeah, I'm, like I'm a you, good person like you who called chris and i nerds for discussing action figures for a moment on a show in which 
you have told how many long stories about trips to wrestling events. Those are those are important uh, uh, events. You don't even Uh, don't. uh, Don't. It's important, dude. It's in like a VFW hall, man. Like I haven't gone to one in a VW hall in so long. Or National Guard Armory. Or okay, I've been I've been to one been one of those in in the last like five ten years. Yeah. (laughs) Or random tent. Preventing the rain. I don't even know. No, usually it's just outside now. But okay. anyway, listen, listen, anyway, listen. We're, we're getting we're off. We're subject. digressing. Yes, there was another NFL story that had those two jerks written all over. I this even week. heard about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it was a big deal. This is incredible. Go on, go on. All right. So, uh, Vontae Davis, the cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, uh, retired this week. <laughs> Uh, why is that significant? Well, Vontae Davis retired at halftime of the game in which he was playing on Sunday. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. I mean, did it take, how long has he been playing? Ten years. Ten, ten years. What, what was the straw? Uh, well, he said, because uh, he released a statement, uh, what he said was, he, uh, He's been through so many surgeries and injuries that uh, he physically, in the middle of the game, realized he should not be out there anymore. Uh, After how many surgeries? <laughs> uh, he he basically didn't. He said he's not wasn't feeling like himself. Didn't want to keep sacrificing his body. He wanted to walk away healthy, and then <laughs> rather than limp away too late. So he's only thirty right. years old. He's th- he's thirty. 30 years old and has suffered multiple surgeries. Yeah, well, well, yeah he but played I mean, college you know. football. He, play, he played in the NFL oh, for 10 yeah. years. He played in college. He played in high school. He probably played in, you know, peewee football. He's been playing football a long, a long, long time. Um, the story about what how it happened is just hilarious because they, they basically, they went to the locker room. Davis pulled himself out of the game at halftime. Like, went to the locker room. Changed into his street clothes, <laughs> said he was retiring, and booked out of the stadium. Middle what? of the game. <laughs> Middle of the game. I gotta go. I got. I gotta go. I just. I just, I, I just can't do just it. Just gone anymore. and purchased a ticket and like sat in the stands, and they're like, like "Where is like he?" Wrestling like, style. Like, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> that would you imagine? This is. This is at once my favorite story and my worst story, probably that we've ever done. Why is it my favorite story? Because it's the Bills. And yeah. this it, the only way that this is somehow better is if it was Cleveland. But it would never happen in Cleveland because Cleveland are a bunch of lovable losers. The Bills are just schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it happened in the middle of a game makes me laugh out loud. But it also makes me pause for a second and go, I mean, this guy suffered enough. Shouldn't we just let him leave? Yeah, but I have no... But, I have no issue with this, but it's hilarious in the way he did it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious, but I also think it's a great big sign of, of things to come. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just dipped. He dipped because, because he was hurt or because he didn't want to lose anymore because it just wasn't worth it to him. And if that happened, you know, like where do you have to be mentally to just fizzle out? Not like Chris, have you ever seen a fighter just decide I'm good? during a fight like i I, i'm just asking i I don't know like rhetorically right um i mean yeah there there have been a couple times where 
you can see somebody who's still sort of with it. Basically, they'll just like give their bag up, you know, like when they they really they could have escaped like a submission or, you know, like they, they weren't really out, you know, like and and that I don't a lot of times too, but, it's not, like it's not necessarily like sort of like well, no, no, not, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't emotional even, fatigue. It wouldn't even be that like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Like a guy like the closest I can think of is do you remember the time that Forrest Griffin just ran out of the ring because he oh, thought he right. lost the fight? Wait, you, you remember that? I don't remember that, but he he just up and booked it one time because he thought that he had lost the fight, and then it turned out that he had actually won on points, so they had to have him come back into the ring. I wonder I'm if just was, wondering if was it the rampage fight? Might have been. It was either rampage or Anderson. Anyway, um, like that would be the equivalent of a guy in MMA between round two and three just going, you know what, I'm good, and just leaving and never coming back. Uh, that actually has happened before. Um, who did that? Where his corner was actually like, get back in there, you're with it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm oh, good, I'm we good. we just talked about that recently. I, who, yeah, we did. Like, I, well, I don't this remember. Is, this is more than that as far as I, like, this well, is. Well, this is this a guy is... calling it a career, not just calling yeah, it a exactly. Fight. Yeah, exactly. Not, not, calling, right, right, not just calling the fight like, hey, I'm, you know, my hand's broken. Yeah, I don't like, care what you say. No, I, no, know. this is, this is, right, I don't want to do this anymore. Dumb. And he like, never I'm goes back to his gym. Right. So, I mean, like, that's, that's the thing, right? Like for somebody to get to that point, it's way beyond just the circumstances of that game. Yeah, it's, it had nothing to do, according to him, it had nothing to yeah, do with that you know, game. It's just that it's just, just some sort of light bulb moment within the game, right? Where he's like, man, all this shit has finally added up. Right. Like, yeah, pretty much. He's coming off an injury. They're two games into a season. They've gotten, they've played like crap the first two games. So it's like, it's looking like it's another long, cold season, physically taxing. Long December. Like, there's I, mean, reason I, I get to it, man. Be. It's a slog. Like, you know, if you're, especially if you're losing, especially if yeah. you're hurt. Like, I mean, the Bills, like, suck, right? Yeah. I mean, so it looks like <laughs> they always suck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, well, they made the playoffs I, last year. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I think my issue more than anything is you can't, you can't literally quit on your team. Like, that's just, that's just fucked up. But other than that, yeah, okay. I mean, like, so the, the, here, what's the, would he have gone back in, like, let's say after halftime? Yeah, and finished the game and then retired after that? Yeah, all right. What if he just didn't want to, like, he just didn't want to deal with it anymore? You well, know, was the thing. what was, what was his better option? Him. To he, fake injury? Well, right, exactly. Like, he, or, you know, he could have, I guess, taken himself out and said, like, he stay, and stayed on the sideline. And stayed with his team. The The weird part about this, more than anything, is the, and I'm done playing football forever. Yeah, not like I just can't go on. I can't do it anymore today. I don't feel right. But like I'm changing out of this uniform and I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm right. Getting out. That's if yeah. He, he, if he, he if out. if he doesn't check out, if he just goes, uh, or if he does check out and he decides I have to go, my people need me. But he finishes <laughs> the game. I think that this is a non-story. It's yeah. just sort of a oh, and he retired. Yeah, if he takes, uh, his, you know, he stays in the stadium, and then after the game says, "I'm retiring from football." It's a story for like a half a day. Yeah, it's just oh, what a what a sad story. This is the end of his career. Right. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, but well, the fact that he was like, "I gotta go, deuces," yeah. and then you know he he does the. 
he does the wily e. coyote noise with the do 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 and takes off. That that's the comedy. So it's here's the thing, sad. though, right? It's like, what sad. do you? I mean, like, number one, you, you can't blame the guy. You can't blame people for for feeling however it is they feel, right? Like, that's just it is what it is. Sure. But number two, like, so here's the thing: how many more players feel the exact same way? Right. Right. And how many I, more of these are we going to see? You know, like, I'm not going to call him mentally weak. He's done more. He's accomplished more professionally than I ever will. You know, for something that I assume he loves doing. So I, I don't think you'll away. I don't think you'll ever see this happen again. Um, only because of the backlash that came from him deciding that I'm going to do this in the middle of a game. I think I mean, people leave games and never return all the time. We just don't hear about it because it's not so ridiculous and over the top well it's that's also the, like they don't return like never to return ever again like that's, right that doesn't happen like that no that that it doesn't people leave games for various reasons you know they're injured they get taken to the hospital whatever they're in the, the clubhouse getting treatment but not like i'm retiring and then uh, you're never going to see me again um now he he in his statement he he said rather than willfully embrace the warrior mentality and limp away from the game when it was too late to save his health, you know, and that's why you won't see this. It may be for a long time. I wouldn't say never again, but probably for a long time because of that stupid warrior mentality that they talk about in the NFL all the time in, in sports in general, that if you're, even if you're mentally not all together or you're physically not right, you still, you know, tough it out and put yourself in harm's way for the cause of. And I'm not, and I'm not advocating that. I think he just should have hung out and, and maybe just, you know, taken the knee for the, for the rest of the game. And then after the game's over, have a press conference, tell your teammates, I gotta go. And I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm only, I'm just saying that you won't see something like this again for a very long time because of that, because teammates and the culture is going to, they had, already there's already been a slight backlash from the football people against Devontae Davis for this because you know he quit on his team uh instead of toughing it out but you know it's like we've talked about with other athletes who've retired early in recent years like at what point do you value your own health and well-being into the future above winning a game what are repercussions of retirement not even like mid-game but like mid-season or not fulfilling our contract do you I, i'm I sure there's see his contract yeah I have no are, idea. are they all different per contract basically yeah it varies. Assume. um it, there is something in the article here about it hold on a second let me pull it i up. mean like does he like forfeit his pension does he you know i mean he doesn't forfeit well, his, his pension, pension pension that doesn't exist well no it exists <laughs> it's just not big um let's see you know so does he, he had yeah that does uh, exist he signed a one-year five million dollar deal with the bills back in february um retiring in the middle of the game breached the contract so it should void part of the guaranteed money okay so like there was this is like game three or something right game two game two Game two. Okay. So, so he yeah. was, they guaranteed, he had a one and a half million dollar signing bonus, which is guaranteed money and a base salary guarantee of two million for the year. The bills can apparently get almost all of that back. What? 
uh, the guaranteed money. Right? Yeah, they really? can get almost all that back because he left in the middle of the game. Um, the remainder of it and his roster bonuses of being on the roster each game won't get paid either. Um, so explain to me roster forf- bonus. Okay, so so guys get guys get a base salary, right? And then some guys written in their contracts, they get what's called a roster bonus. So if you're on the roster by X date, you get a bonus. Oh, so okay. If you, well, don't get, I mean, if you manage to hang around and not get cut by X day, which he didn't, but so like each week he's on the team, he I guess had a bonus written into his contract. Um, but that's not getting paid. So he basically forfeited almost all of his salary for the season. Um, I mean, good on him for a he's, I mean, he's a millionaire several gone. times yeah. over at this point after a ten year career at a high level. So I'm sure the money didn't wasn't really a factor here. Um, the thing is, and this is where the conspiracy theorists can be quiet because people are going to say, well, he just didn't want to lose with the bills. He'll be back next year and just sign as a free agent somewhere else. He can't. Right. There's got to be some sort of like not. Yeah. yeah. You got to fulfill this contract. If he were to come back and start playing again, he, the bills still own him for 14 games. Unless the team buys out his contract. I I mean, if he decided, if he decides, you know, a year from now, yeah, I would like to come back. I'm sure he and the Bills will negotiate some sort of out, but he can't just sign with whomever uh, next year. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, his career is over. Well, it's crazy. I hope he lives a happy it's, life. Well, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy story to do it in the way he did it, but especially knowing what we know about healthcare for these players past their playing days, you know, it ties into that earlier story because you can't blame the guy. Right? No, I mean, he's like, thirty years old. He's gonna be, you know, he's been in the league ten years. He's gonna be alive for another fifty, sixty, maybe seventy years. Thirteen. Okay, yeah, he's a former football player, maybe thirteen. <laughs> But uh, if you're looking at the averages, it's going to be 50-something <laughs> in terms of the United States. So he's got a long period of time that he's got to think about um, and figure out, you know, what he's going to do next and just plan for his own, you know, well-being. Into Hopefully he ain't invested well, man. Like, that's... And if not, he's young enough where he can, you know, build a second career. True. Um, and he's healthy. He can walk and he has his faculties. You know, who's That's to say a big... he doesn't get two concussions next season and, you know, is in much worse shape? I understand what he did it. I just think there was a better way to do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, probably. Probably. But now we'll always remember the name Vontae Davis. That is true. That's and true. and for that, we thank you. <laughs> so let's move on to a little more football. And uh, as we mentioned uh, last week, uh, we've been wanting to talk to Jeff Perlman, the author of Football for a Buck, a new book about the USFL, and we finally managed to run him down. Couldn't avoid us forever. Yeah, I mean, you can only, exactly. I mean, people only got so much cardio, right? <laughs> As we mentioned, our guest this week, New York Times bestselling author Jeff Perlman. He is uh, here to tell us, uh, A, what the hell he's doing here with us, and B, about his brand new book, Football for a Buck. Jeff, thank you. Thank you for joining us on Those Two Jerks. Hey, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, really, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah we're, it, I, I'm still scratching my head about it too, to be honest. Um, but we're glad you're here, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm I'm reading the book, and uh, I'm, it's it's fantastic. This story about the the USFL that most you know most modern sports fans have forgotten um, is intriguing. Um, tell us a little bit about the book for folks who haven't read it. It's a book about the uh, United States Football League, which was sort of an alternative professional league in America. It ran from 83 to 85, and it was a spring league. A uh, lot of big-name future stars, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Reggie White, Herschel Walker, on and on and on and on. And uh, when I was a kid, I just loved the USFL. Like, I was all about the USFL. I loved Herschel Walker. I loved the New Jersey Generals. I remember seeing Herschel Walker on the cover of Sports Illustrated and just having a little kid mind-blow um, the helmets were awesome. The names were awesome. You know, the league was just a million crazy stories I didn't know about. I just, you know, one of my favorite things I like about the book, the whole book process, is digging into like, your own nostalgia. You know, I've never written a book about Mickey Mantle, just as an example, because that's not my nostalgia zone. But the USF Valley is exactly my nostalgia zone, so it's really a dive back into it. Very cool. Um, well, uh... Tom was explaining this to me, and I, I was checking in on it too. Um, especially dealing with Favre, uh, a lot of your books are about, uh, are about talented and and deeply flawed heroes. Uh, Favre is very important to me as a Vikings fan. Um, Bonds, Cowboys, the '86 Mets, who are the only Mets team that I will ever care about as a Mets fan because they're the only time they were any good. I will debate anyone on that. Uh, your new book is chock full of those kind of characters as well. Um, are you surprised that fits in so well with your other work? Uh, even though you wanted to write it since, you know, you were a little kid, how does it match up with your other books? I think it's my favorite. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because it's the new one. It's definitely my favorite because it's, it was of all the books I've written. It was the one I really most wanted to write where I waited 10 years to, for an opportunity to do this book. So it was from a writing standpoint, especially a sports writing standpoint, it was kind of a dream come true for me or, or an idea fulfilled. Um, also, you know, I never, people always say that, I'm not offended by it, but people always say, like, you write about flawed individuals. And I always think, like, we're all flawed. I really get it. <laughs> oh, we write about flawed. Like Walter Payton and Brett Favre, they're no more flawed than I am. Their flaws just happen to be more public because they're professional athletes. But, you know, we're all, I could write about anybody. I could write about you guys. You could write about me and we find flaws and setbacks and shortcomings. Um, for me, a lot of times, what's really more interesting is how you deal with those flaws and setbacks and shortcomings. So, and I never wrote about Brett Favre because he was flawed. I wrote about him because he was fascinating. You know, no, I, I I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of of you know flawed and fascinating, it's it's kind of funny how your book comes out, and you know one of the former owners in the USFL is of course the president, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But um, you know, right as your book comes out, Burt Reynolds passes away, and Burt was a, one of the owners of the Tampa Bay Bandits. Um, did you get to talk to him or even the president as you were doing research for the no. book? It's interesting. I interviewed 430 people. I put in calls for both of those two and didn't get either. Um, <laughs> Burt Reynolds is really a – I can't say he was a minor figure. He was a minority owner. He added sort of prestige and glamour to the band. That was his main job. At the time, he was married to Lottie Anderson, who was – a very pretty and sort of well-known, you know, boxer actress. Um, he was getting celebrities to come to the sidelines games. He'd be, he'd walk out onto the field with a woman on each arm. You know, he's kind of, <laughs> I don't know what he was, maybe the Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise, as far as just a really good looking and popular sort of 
active in the time. Um, and Trump, obviously, you know, he, he kind of ruined the league <laughs> in many ways. So, you know, I've never figured he was going to talk for my book just because he's running for president. One of the worst marks on his business acumen in his life would be the USFL. Yeah, that's true. It's funny because, you know, as in reading the book, I learned what you just said, that Burt Reynolds was a minority owner in the Bandits. But as a kid growing up in Tampa, um, right around the time, I was very little when the USFL was around, but I sort of remember. And that was the thing everyone talked about was that, oh, it's Burt Reynolds' team. It's Burt Reynolds' team. Um, so it really yeah, it was, was not. a huge selling point for them uh, in Tampa. But obviously yeah. he had very little to do uh, with the success. You know, their their principal owner was uh, even more of a key figure in, in the, the league's arguably the most successful franchise, right? Uh, I don't know. I would not say the most successful. I would say the Philadelphia Stars, who were in all three championship games. But the, the Bandits were very, very well run. Their owner was John Bassett. He was very smart. Um, a lot of people assumed that the team was named for Burt Reynolds from Smoking the Bandit because he was obviously in the movie and the team name was a bandit. But it was actually the um, John Bassett's daughter had a dog named Bandit. He <laughs> was named the Bandit, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> that is kind they of were one of the better teams. He was John Bassett was willing to. He was basically adherent to the original idea, which is spring football, keep salaries down, regional drafts. He believed in it, and he was right to believe in it. And and it's sad. He died of uh, brain cancer before the mm. league was over, and it was a real tragedy for a lot of people. Well, um, going back to a little bit, you mentioned that you track you tried to track down or track down. You said roughly four hundred and thirty people. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Uh, outside of the ones that you couldn't get, uh, obviously, um, who was the hardest to track down? Well, there was one guy I've, I've talked about a lot. His name was Greg Fields, and he was a <laughs> defensive lineman out of Grambling, and he's famous. Famous, and he's becoming famous in this whole PR push because he, uh, he he was cut by the LA Express, and instead of just meekly turning in his playbook, he punched his coach in the face and started <laughs> calling. Then start calling him death threats against him, and the team had to hire Liberace's bodyguard to protect the coach, and it's all sort of crazy. And nobody knew where he was. He went to Grambling, I couldn't find him. He played with the Colts, former teammates had no idea. No one had any idea. And ultimately, I just I got two addresses up in San Francisco. So my son Emmett and I took a drive to San Francisco, knocked on a bunch of doors. I found his sister. His sister gave me or gave my number to him, and uh, on a very surprising Sunday morning, and Sacramento, California, my nine-year-old son and I sat with Greg Fields, coach, uh, coach puncher, at a cold stone creamery in a shopping mall. And that was cool. I love those back then. That's hysterical. That's, that's was fantastic. He, was he the, the most colorful character you talked to, or, or were, there, were there some others? I mean, there are, the book's loaded with them, but was there one oh, that man. really stood out for you? I mean, there's another, he was very, he's up there. There's another guy, Doug Green. He was a safety with the Washington Federals. And um, so he started his career at the St. Louis Cardinals. It was in the 70s. And he befriended Leon Spinks, who at the time was a heavyweight champion of the world. He beat him. <laughs> um, and when Doug Green was traded to the Buffalo Bills, uh, Leon Spinks said, I'm going to have my friend take care of you. And his friend was the singer, Rick James. And this guy, Doug Green, spent his time in Buffalo living in Rick James's house, having <laughs> sex and doing lots of drugs. So he was really good. And there's just a million guys like that. There's, because the, the, the USFL was basically an all-comers league where if you had flamed out of the NFL, if you had drug problems, if you were an alcoholic, if you were a womanizer, they didn't really care. They needed players, and they needed as good players as possible. So 
they were not checking. They were not doing background checks on their players. <laughs> Definitely not. It's not something that uh, would would probably be successful in quite the same way had it started now <laughs> with the internet and everything. Um, right. Well, but, you know, we do have the uh, Alliance of American Football, which is starting up right here in, in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Um, and it, from the conversation and, and from what I've read, it has a, seemingly a lot of similarities with the USFL regional drafts, as you mentioned, uh, going for, you know, coaches and players that are central to where the cities of the teams are going to be. So Steve Spurrier with Orlando, um, if you could talk to the guys behind the AAF, um, what would you tell them that you learned with the failings of the USFL? I'd say number one is don't give in to any temptations to spend beyond your means or to be what you're not. You know, the USFL was not supposed to be what it ended up. It wasn't supposed to try mm-hmm. going to the fall. It wasn't supposed to be spending millions and millions on players. It wasn't supposed to be going head-to-head with the NFL for years and years. It just got ahead of itself, and, and people got greedy. Um Mm-hmm. I think the I think the alliance is actually a pretty decent idea. And Steve Spurrier, you know, he was a coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits, and now be the coach in Orlando. He gets promoting a team. He's reasonably big. It's a really good hire. So also the other thing the USFL did not do that I think the alliance should do. So let's say Orlando's quarterback, whatever you know, he was a starter at uh, Kent State. Now he's getting a chance to start in the in the alliance. And the Dallas Cowboys come and they want to sign him as a backup quarterback. Um, the USFL would have never allowed that. The alliance not only should allow it, they should celebrate it and say, look, this is where the future stars start, right here in, or- in Orlando under Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Don't compete. Like, become a farm system, and if that's what it means. Just, you know, be known as a place, a future breeding ground for, for stars of the NFL. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's something that the UFL tried and they a few years back, and they ran out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the <laughs> yeah. guys behind the alliance at least have uh, deeper pockets, and they're a little smarter. But what I also found interesting yeah. in, in you know, reading this is a lot of the, the rules that the USFL put in place when they first started that were revolutionary at the time and the NFL turned its nose up at ended up being rules in the NFL later. The two-point conversion, the coach challenge for instant replay. Um, the NFL was clearly watching, even though they were saying that this was that didn't matter to them. Yeah, it was a very impactful league. I mean, they had... When the USFL came along, the NFL was very dismissive. But then they started signing their players. And then they started signing all these top-shelf college players, and they had to pay attention. Um, the impact is enormous. It's truly enormous, more so than most people realize. Besides the two-point conversion, besides uh, the coach's challenge, um, you're talking about a league that brought Jacksonville, brought a team to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. a team that, league that brought a team to Tennessee, um, a league that played exhibition games in Charlotte before the NFL even thought of it as a city, a league that filled the gap in Oakland after the Raiders left, a league mm-hmm. that was in Baltimore, when the Colts left, um, NFL salaries skyrocketed when the USFL came along because all of a sudden NFL teams are having to compete for their players. So I keep saying this, when Le'Veon Bell inevitably signs a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers and he's making millions and millions of dollars, I mean, the whole origin for those kind of deals comes from the USFL trying to steal players. So forget that also, you know, just 200 players or so wound up in the NFL. So from Reggie White and Steve Young to Jim Kelly and Calvin Bryant, not only did these guys go to the NFL, but they were much more polished products when they got to the NFL. But Jim Kelly, when he got to the Buffalo Bills, was already a really, really good quarterback. And a big reason for that is he spent two years honing the skill of running, run, and shoot offense in Houston. 
Yeah, that was an interesting part of the book too. I, I'm, I'm, I just got to the the chapter on the San Antonio gunslingers, which is, <laughs> oh my god, um, you are you are right when you say that that could just be an, it's a movie on its own. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was interesting to me that that Jim Kelly had to work so hard to execute that offense because it was no one had really done it before. Yeah, they done it for the state. But never in the pros. And Kelly was a drop-back quarterback at Miami. Drop-back, go deep, I'm going to, you know, wing it. And um, the USFL, he comes to USFL, and it's quick drops, fast receivers crossing the field at all angles, no tight end. He had no idea what to do with him. They, they actually signed another quarterback, Todd Dillon from Long Beach State, who would run the, a version of the run and shoot just to scare Kelly because he was being very stubborn about running the offense. And um, he wound up, I mean, he was – that threw 44 touchdown passes his rookie year. It's the highest figure at the time in pro football history. It's pretty remarkable stuff. So uh, for, for somebody who maybe isn't a football fan or hasn't heard of the USFL, I, I know what they would get out of the book, but tell them, tell them why they should pick up the book and read it. I mean, it's definitely the only book ever written anywhere where a football player is placed on the disabled list list after slamming his penis in a trunk. <laughs> I think that alone. I think that alone. Oh, uh, thank you for mentioning it. that it first. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, seriously, it was just craziness. Like it, it's, it's, it's a combination of animal house and the football. Actually, I've had this conversation a million times with my wife with my kids with different people. When you, when you research a book, you get bogged down in the football. Like you care about who won the USFL championship in 1984 because you're living, you're reliving the USFL. But mm -hmm. you have to remind yourself that for readers, it's actually the least important part of the book. It doesn't matter. It's almost insignificant. You, it's, it's filler and you have to have it. But this book is not a book about, there's a book written last year by a guy named Paul Reefs about the USFL also. And he self-published it. And it was, you know, it was, and it was very, it was a very good book. If you love the USFL, like I do, like I was all into it, but it was minutia and there was a lot of what happened in this game. And to me, it's not, I'm not writing a book about, you know, the Michigan Panthers, San Antonio Gunslingers game in 1984. Nobody cares about that. Um, it's a book about crazy characters. It's a book about ambition. It's a book about eighties excesses. It's a book about the 45th president before he was a 45th president and other wealthy men and how they conducted their businesses. It's also, you know, it's, it's just about sort of, what happens when you try to start something and you have a really good idea and then greed and corruption and sort of ego get in the way? So I, I have to ask something um, just while I have you here as a, you know, the modern, uh, I guess the modern NFL, we'll call it that, the NFL as we know it today. Um, there's a, been a lot of safety concerns, rule changes, things like that. But in the last two weeks, we've seen um, the contracts, the television, television contracts prevent fans from watching, you know, what ended up becoming tie games, but very exciting games. Um, the NFL is you know, very, they're, they're constantly uh, complaining that nobody's watching, nobody's watching. I, from your perspective, as someone who covered a league that essentially went beyond its reach, do you think that the NFL has the opportunity to make changes on the fly and they're ignoring them? Or is there something else happening that we, you know, lay people just don't see? I honestly think, and I'm not a booster of the NFL. It never happened. I mean, I enjoy it, but I'm not boosting it. I think this is largely much ado about nothing. I really do. I think um, I remember years ago when Monday Night Football's ratings first started to fall, 
And people are like, what's wrong with Monday Night Football? What's wrong with Monday Night Football? It's like, nothing's wrong with Monday Night Football. There are just more things to watch now, and there are more things to do. And I I feel that way with with football. You know, I can't even tell you the last time I've seen either of my kids. I have kids who are 11 and 15, except for the exceptional family feud viewing that we do, sit down and watch television. Like, literally sit down and watch TV. In fact, I don't know many people. My nephews are also teenagers. I can't think of the last time they would sit down and watch TV. So a lot of it is you have a generation of people coming up who don't think that, who don't do appointment viewing, who don't say, oh, the Steelers and the Rams are on at four o'clock today. I'm going to sit down in front of my TV and watch it. It's just not the way that younger sort of consumers of, of content absorb content. So when I hear, oh, the NFL is really struggling and they're losing viewership, I think part of it is an oversaturation. It is too much football. You know, it used to be with Monday and Sunday. Now it's Sunday. Sunday night, it's Monday night, it's Thursday. You know, it's the NFL Network's always on. But I also think this the modern viewer isn't programmed anymore to sit down and watch a game in the way that we were programmed to do that. So I, I think it's it's a lot to do just about circumstances are, are largely unavoidable. Yeah, that, that cool. makes some sense. Was there, was there, and I asked this of, of a lot of writers and people that we've talked to, was there one story... Uh, that you really, really wanted to put in the book that you just you couldn't you just couldn't fact check it enough, or there was no room or anything like that. Actually, no. I kind of I emptied the notebooks on this one. If there was something in there, um, I went with it. It was at least of all the books I've written, people are the most open for this one. I think there were, it was like uh, talking about an old fraternity party or freshman mm-hmm. year in the college dorm <laughs> where everyone got wasted and they're all telling stories. It wasn't. It wasn't the kind of book like you write a Brett Favre biography or Walter Payton where people feel protective of the individual and might hold back. Right. Nobody feels really protective of the U.S. Valley. They just love it, and they love talking about it. So I don't. There's, I would tell you if I had something that popped in my head, I really don't. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing, because I read right before I started reading football for a book, I read Boys Will Be Boys. And uh, mm-hmm. you talk a lot about in that book, there's a lot of mention of Charles Haley and his famous – penis and there's mentioned John Corker <laughs> in the USFL book and you just mentioned the player who slammed his penis in the trunk of a car. Is this something that a lot of the players and people you interview for your books talk about all the time? Or is it just a <laughs> pattern in football? But I'm just I'm noticing it and having just read these two books neck right back to back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually getting a reputation as the big penis off. Which, <laughs> which, which would be much better if it was actually accurate in, in, as an adjective for the writer. Um, I, uh, no, it's just, you know, it's only two out of the eight. But, I mean, it is funny because Brett Favre, obviously, with the penis picture. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. See, this is what I'm saying. Uh, There's a mentality sort of here. <laughs> There's yeah. a mentality. You know, it was a very, I will say this. Um, it was a very 80s thing. For, so it was new for women to come in the locker room, first of all. Right. And it was such chauvinistic times. And a lot of these guys were just unenlightened and unexposed and not used to it. And they thought it was funny when a female reporter walked into the locker room for them to, you know, I mean, it's freaking nasty and gross, but to like lather up their member, you know, like they thought it was funny. And Charles Haley thought it was just totally appropriate to sit there whacking off in the, I can't believe I just whacking off, but jerking <laughs> off in the, uh, in the locker room. And it's just like, I'm telling you, if you cover sports long enough, you're dazzled by the lack of enlightenment sometimes and the lack of accessibility. <laughs> it really is true. So um, I don't know. It's funny. You know, it's funny. I'm not 
you know, I'm not above a good fart joke or a good. <laughs> no, and uh, it, it's so. funny to me too. I just I wonder because I I've been I. I've been around, you know, athletes a little myself. And so I know there's, you know, the goofiness in the locker room and that's, you know, we all have that like juvenile streak in us. And so uh -huh. it's just funny to me. I, you know, I wanted to see if that was something that a lot of your interview subjects talked about. There were stories about so-and-so is doing this with this wang on this day. Like it's the things that stick out to these guys when they think back. I don't about feel time. I don't feel nearly as bad saying whacking off considering you just said wang. <laughs> oh no, you! Our our listeners much prefer we use the uh, the, the the more proper colloquialism of the time okay. of, of yeah. beating the meat and things of that nature. Yeah. I assure you. All right, just checking. Yeah, yeah I don't know. They just uh, the stories pop up, and and the Haley one was told a lot. I mean, because Haley did it a lot. Uh, <laughs> Corker one, I heard a few times, and you know, it's just funny, just funny in hindsight. It is, it's, you it know, is. and it's great color for the book yeah. because it gives you a, you know, it really gives you a sense of what it was like. Uh, back yeah. then. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right, so Football for a Buck is available right now wherever books are sold. Uh, I would imagine mostly online these days. There are a few stores left, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading it yeah. myself. It's fantastic. Um, pick it up. Uh, you know, like Jeff said, even if you're not a football fan, it's just a really, really interesting story about 80s excess um, and, and definitely colorful characters of the time. So Jeff Perlman, and penises. yeah, and penises, yeah. If that's your thing, <laughs> if that's your thing, that's in there too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take right. care. Take care. Thank you. Many, many thanks to Jeff Perlman for joining us uh, again. Football for a buck available right now wherever books are sold. I'm reading it. Like I said, it is fantastic. Pick it up. Uh, all right, we have one more sports story that sort of might get us to the geek stuff, nerd stuff, guys. <laughs> this is the perfect, yeah. It's, it's it may definitely. be the most perfect bridge we've ever had in this portion of the show. And it's been official. It's been rumored for a very long time, but now it is looks it's like it's official. LeBron James in 2019 will be <laughs> starring in Space Jam 2. Yay. Yeah! Wow! Wow! Fart in church. Um, uh, yeah, from a file yeah, of is, things that is, I really didn't need in my life. Well, it, I've actually never seen is, Space Jam one. I, you're not missing much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun. It was more fun when you were, you know, like twelve. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun in a time where I don't remember much, so I assume yeah. it's really good. Yeah, it's okay. It ain't, I, mean, I, I loved it Space when it came Jam out. That's because yeah. I'm a huge Michael Jordan mark. Uh, it's it's okay. His burger was tremendous, by the way. Huh? The Michael Jordan burger? Oh, the McJordan burger at McDonald's? I don't remember. I just called it the Michael Jordan burger, yeah, but it, it, it was it's it's what set me on barbecue bacon cheeseburgers. Yep, it was a good one. I remember that. It was it was the last burger I actually ever ate from McDonald's. What's uh, what, you, what you think they're gonna stop oh, eating at McDonald's in the nineties? Yeah, I uh, no, I said burger. Um, I I only eat chicken and chicken products, you know, pink slime, whatever it is, and um, and uh, breakfast products from McDonald's. What? Yeah, I've I've not eaten a burger since the McJordan, like literally. That's insane. Yeah, which is what nineteen ninety, probably five. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, we're off topic here. Let's, let's, we let's go to with we one anyway, We have so, on topic. Yeah, what anyway. I think, here's, here are two things I think are interesting slash funny. Don't point this. that out. <laughs> the first is, uh, they're calling it Space Jam 2. So, sequel, not a reboot? Strange. Right. That is right. a sequel. I mean, that that's to imply that yeah. the story continues. The other is, this is being produced by Ryan Coogler who directed Creed and Black Panther. Well, you know, you, you got to do an art house movie so you can go back and do Black Panther too. <laughs> one for me, one for them. One for me, one for me, them. One for them. Yeah, so exactly. it's one of these things. I mean, though, that it's, he's, like, he was a, how old is Ryan Coogler? Yeah, Ryan Just Coogler, a, Ryan Coogler's our age. He's he's a kid who saw it growing up, and he saw and, it growing up. He wants to pay yeah. homage to it. Good yeah. for him. I mean, That's that was awesome. how that was how Creed came about. Actually, was he had an idea for how to do it. He pitched Sylvester Stallone his idea for Creed, and Stallone was like, "Yeah, do it." And now we have a new franchise. <laughs> I Ivan Drago's kid, which yeah. is <laughs> yeah, in November we're gonna see that. Like, um, who doesn't want to see that, right? So, <laughs> I still haven't seen the first one. Oh, dude, it's great! What? It's so great. I know. I just haven't seen it's great. it. Great, it's great. It I would say it is on par with the original. I, again, it's just, it, it's more to do with that. I got to get around to this. I'm just lazy. No who, argument. Who yeah. needs to pay for you to see it? It's like on Amazon Prime. <laughs> You know, you can't just keep ripping that joke, Chris. I mean, as right, as accurate as it is, you just can't keep. Yeah, I think we've tenderized that horse meat at this point. As not wrong as you are, enough already. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're just packing my dignity at this point. (laughs) Enough. Enough. All right. We get it. Enough. It's enough. So, Space Jam 2, look for that in theaters, I would assume, in 2020, if it's shooting next year. Um. (laughs) During gonna film during the next NBA offseason. So yeah. Jordan cameo? Oh, Probably. there's gotta be. Fucking better, there's right? gotta I mean, be. Like, he's gotta do some sort of like a the rock slash Arnold sort of cameo from the rundown type of thing. Like, you know, you got this one man or something. Like it's gotta be something like that, right? Like, you yeah, know, where LeBron be. take the It would be so Yeah, I mean I, I it sounds reasonable, but also uh, no, okay. It's it's an okay. It's a okay. Like everybody who I know was freaking out today. I got a lot of text messages. Oh really? my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I did. I got a, I got like three or four. Oh, did you see this? Of course I saw it. I yeah, okay. No, but it looks really good. Yeah, does it? No, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm, you're remembering things differently than they actually happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the last Looney Tunes feature film was Looney Tunes Back in Action, was which was awesome. Which one was that? Was it the Brenda Fraser? That That's the Brenda Fraser one. Yeah, that was fantastic. Was it? I, was it really? I, I, it, I, I never it, saw. It. it helped me kill an hour and a half at a doctor's office. Oh, I see. Because it was it was not well received. It's because it wasn't good, but I enjoyed it. It was like a flight movie type of thing. Oh, it's definitely. No, that's absolutely the truth. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a piece of crap, but that's okay. And the Looney Tunes okay. were like, they were inescapable in the 90s. Now, not so much. Um, so they're, very, they're very scapable now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of kids uh, who don't know who they are because it's very hard to find those cartoons anymore. 
but they they for need a to lot re- of reasons. Like, so <laughs> which you know, if they did that again, I think the kids might jump back on board. Be uh, like super racist, you mean? What Tiny Tunes? Oh no, Tiny oh, Tunes. Oh no, wasn't. Tiny, tiny Tunes. Well, I mean, but it helps keep that like sort of genre alive, or not genre, but just yeah. sort of that franchise alive. Yeah, that's a fair point. It kept them relevant, I guess, if anything. Um, why, why am I defending Space Jam? I've never seen I don't it. know. Why are you? It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, I genuinely I'm, don't know. I'm just watching you do like I'm listening to you sputter. It's I it's interesting. I, I think I, I'm never opposed to a guy trying to make an honest buck. and <laughs> Or a dishonest one. Hmm. How is this dishonest, though, Rick? I, I didn't. I, I, I'm just. You know, I know you're just doing playing this. playing the asshole for the sake of the ass. But um, I, I probably won't go see it anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get real. I mean, whether somebody pays for it or not, I'm not going to see Space Jam too. I never even saw the fucking first one. I'm talking about the goddamn burger for Christ's sakes. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um. I I wonder how key this was in getting LeBron to join the Lakers, though. <laughs> that is. Truly awful. The Lakers just probably it over very his close. Head. Yeah. Don't you want to be with? You know. Don't you want to hang out with your boys? Right. We're shooting a movie. That's the thing. <laughs> and well, LeBron's got all these movie and TV projects going right now that he's either producing or appearing in, and uh, you know that was the whole reason Shaq went to L.A., wasn't it? So he could make Steel and Kazam. Oh, I remember Steel and Kazam, but I also remember Shaq. Ah, uh, yeah. The album or the video game? I would say, like, yeah. Well, well, there was a lot of food at Shaq, so basically a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Oh, must we? Yes. <laughs> yes, we must. At the risk of at the risk of this thing just dying of its own volition. Um, uh, more, even more geeky stuff, guys. We got the first trailer for Captain Marvel this week. Oh God, yeah. did we? Oh, did we ever? How how cool was that? I am I am still sopping things up around my house because oh of that trailer. Oh my god, that, that was, was so good. That was graphic. <laughs> oh really? Really? Said, I was. mean, just I'm the sorry. word I'm the sorry. word sopping. I think was what killed it. Like <laughs> I that sounds pretty. I stole like, that from one one I'll sops you, I... things up like like sops up gravy, and that's what the. <laughs> There's stole that. I stole that from Deadspin this week oh. because they they mentioned how Alex Trebek's new beard had ancient, people in ancient homes just sopping wet right now. Oh. <laughs> and I said, that is very accurate. <laughs> uh, it is. It's just gross. <laughs> sopping anyway. is the new moist, I think. I think that's the word that's just going to trigger people from now on. <laughs> So I brought I bring you sopping, but that that was a great trailer. I'm I'm excited by it. It tells an interesting story in the trailer. It was extraordinarily long for a movie that's not going to be out for a long time. I'm very happy with what I saw. Very happy. Well, you got your mohawk helmet. Got yeah, you, right, you definitely did. did. In a in a weird kind of way, right? Like, is it is that how it always appears? Is only when she's sort of like. 
in actual Captain Marvel mode and not Carol. Well, like, is, I mean, is she's, Carol she's, always a Mohawk. I, 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 I'm not familiar with like sort of like Marvel now or the fuck that. When when she was reintroduced, it was a way to like sort of you know hide who she was, kind of thing. It was you know, who is this? It was part of the the Kree warrior armor. It was a lot of different things. It was a ton of things, but it was iconic. And that's what was cool about it was it really defined her. Like lots of heroes have iconic headwear, Captain America, Thor, um, Batman. So I was just sort of wondering, I'm like, are they going to, because we know how these movies are. They don't like putting the heroes behind masks because you're, you're there to see Brie Larson. You know, that's why they gave her a lot of money. So I was wondering if that was going to happen. And lo and behold, they absolutely gave her the helmet. It looks like it's a deep space thing similar to um, Peter like Quill's yeah, oh, Peter yeah, Quill's yeah. mask. Um, I don't even know if it's going to last more than a backstory, the, 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 the history. But I just thought that was a really great way to, to introduce the character is here's all of this cool shit. Here's the helmet. You could you could have, you know, when you as soon as you saw the helmet the first time, you could actually hear Kelly Sudaconic screaming at the top of her lungs. I was, too. So you're not alone, Kelly Sue. That was awesome. It's really cool. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, uh, I thought it looked. I think it looks great. Um, I, maybe it's because we're just thirsty for more Marvel and for whatever comes next after Infinity War. Um, please don't say thirsty and then comes in sequential terms. Tom, yeah, please. Or, or like sopping up. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. So we can't many, have sopping thirsty so many and comes in the same. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. But it's awful. I. But, I'm with uh, you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think I what I think too. Uh, the the de aging effect on Samuel L. Jackson actually looks pretty good. He kind of well, looks like I mean, Morpheus, though, right? <laughs> no, he does not look like Morpheus. Yes, he does. No, he does not look like Morpheus. Yeah, maybe it's been a while since I've seen The Matrix. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I like probably young, haven't seen. He looks like young Sam Jackson. But did no, is nobody going to talk about young Coulson looking like yeah. just all kinds of ridiculously gorgeous and badass? Are we just going <laughs> to ignore that? That's right. That's right. I forgot we got a glimpse of young Coulson as well. And uh, people have already started breaking down like the film uh, and all the interesting little, ooh, there's this, ooh, there's that stuff. You can actually, there's a, there's a shot, like a split second shot of um, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury holding his uh, left eye. Oh, really? Yeah, they've like said he's got that like we're a... going to figure out how he lost it. Yeah, but you can see him holding his eye. Um, like, it, it's just like an image, a quick little, little, and you miss it, but it's Hang there. on, you mean like literally holding his eyeball? No, no, like, like holding, holding, a, holding his a, hand over, like, like oh, something a, hit a my eye. Like holding a cold compact to his face. Okay, I got it. All right, good. I was like, that, that'd be really, I totally missed that part if he was literally holding his eyeball. Man, check this out no no he's he's he, you can see him for just an image he's sitting on a desk or something and he's got a like an ice pack against his face so i'm i'm over the moon about this i know i you know i i frequently nerd and geek the hardest of the group of us but i just think that this is really fantastic and i'm i'm really 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 excited with how good this looks yeah um i i agree with you i think uh i think another home run it looks like for marvel and female hero to boot which they haven't done before so good on them we'll see when it comes out in march yeah you got anything else you want to say about the the, the little the preview here 
uh, just that you know, I noticed the DC apologists <laughs> coming out. The Boo Birds came out after the trailer, and uh, Kevin Feige saying that you know, we uh, we've been wanting to do this movie about you know about Captain Marvel for a long time, and them saying, no, you just wanted, just decided to do it after you saw Wonder Woman made money. <laughs> Oh, so we're acknowledging Wonder Woman now? Is is are the comic skate boys going to go with that Wonder Woman was a good movie? Oh. Is that what's it is that what's happening? It's, I wasn't it's sure. It's not even the comic skate guys. It's just these these stupid people who just think that the DC movies are are good and are so blind to their own fanboyness that they don't realize that they're just not very well made movies, let alone not good adaptations of those characters. By and large. You seem very sad about this, Tom. Well, uh, yeah, of course. The the lack of quality saddens me, and the the fact that we keep banging this drum now saddens me as well. So <laughs> let's talk about more Marvel stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also got some word this week that Disney, uh, when it launches its new streaming service next year, is uh, going to have some limited series featuring characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically... <laughs> Loki and Scarlet Witch. Isn't that just like the biggest fuck you to everybody? <laughs> like, God right. damn it. It's like, oh yeah, Netflix. We gave you like the, your own shows, like with Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones. But yeah, we're actually going to get the movie actors. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do series this. series for our streaming service. We're going to spend so... money. That's interesting though, because I mean, like I, I get the... Was it Hiddle, Hiddles? Yeah, it's Hiddles. Hiddles. Okay, yeah. like he he kind of has like a cult following. Yes. Like, yeah. You yeah, know, sure. he's he sort of like people have really embraced him being Loki the way people have embraced like uh, what's his who's Wolverine? Well, he is Loki. He is absolutely Loki. Right, right. I mean, like they they redid like created series based upon his portrayal of loki right like, yeah he so, is he is to loki as heath ledger is to the joker that's right, just right. that's it or that's um, it the, who the hell played wolverine hugh jackman hugh jackman yeah, like a lot of people identify oh, yeah. him as wolverine now right like, okay sure, sure. kind of but like he he's really done that so i get it like good good on him you know like for for really defining a character and, and really making it his you know and it's just like how like gary frank draws like superman because people identify Christopher Reeve as Superman. It's like, it's probably, he, he's the most well-known version of Superman. Can we all agree on that? I mean, yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah, okay. Um, like, so, that's cool, like, for Hiddleston, or Hiddle, I don't even know what the name is, but, like, the Scarlet Witch character, like, does, does she have this sort of, like, may, maybe I'm just not a big enough Marvel fan that I don't know. I, it's not that you're not a big enough Marvel fan. I think it was just, here's a person that we know that has an identifiable character that has a backstory that we can flesh out over the course of maybe one, who knows, two seasons. But before we get too deep into that, I, uh, I need to just go ahead and tell Tom specifically, this is your fault. And what? you, you and people fault? like you have ruined this for the rest of us. Okay. Why? Cause you assholes were willing to shell out all that money for the stupid, uh, CBS app, and now <laughs> Disney's like, whoa, whoa, if these idiots will pay money for Star Trek, we can give them whole goddamn Wait. Marvel universes and no, they'll shell no, out. No, 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 no. Let's not, come on. 
D- Disney has said for a long time that they were going to do original programming for the streaming service. There's a there's a history of Marvel original programming for streaming services, and Disney would be dumb not to do future Marvel exactly. shows on its own service and not on Netflix. It is your fault. This was inevitable. <laughs> it was your fault, and it is time that people like you are held accountable for ruining things. I mean, you, you are a ruiner. Me, you could blame me for having a Disney-obsessed child, so I will be forced to fork over money for this streaming service. You can blame me for that. Uh, you, you are a ruiner but, of but things. Not, this has nothing to do with, with you have ruined all access. You have ruined things. You are a ruiner of things. Now... Now, you could blame CBS All Access if, say, like, Disney says, we're going to launch an ABC streaming service, and that's where all future seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will premiere. You have ruined things, and you are a ruiner of things. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Galactus is the eater of worlds, and I am the ruiner of things. Is that how this works? I mean, have you met our relationship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um interesting that they're going to get use movie characters and get movie yeah characters, that's um for and that's just i mean on any marvel tv show olsen's gotta get paid right like she yeah i mean she's an academy award nominated actress like she's not exactly not famous um you know they're both gonna get they're, they're gonna cost significant money to do this um they're not the only two uh shows that are being developed but those are the two most notable ones that everyone's talking about um they're saying that they would likely uh, be, according to Daily Variety, six to eight episodes each for the limited series. So I, I would assume for a movie actor, that's not so bad. You know, do six to eight hours of TV and get a nice. Are we finally going to find out what happened to Lady Sif? Uh, she's on that tattoo show on NBC. That's what happened. To her. <laughs> Showed up on one episode of Agents of Shield. Forgotten forever. Didn't yeah, even get a death know, scene. Didn't no, even get a death scene. Even, she didn't even die in the Dark World, does she? Not Dark World. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, she's not yeah. there at all. No, so, she. she they the other Warriors three. Yeah, yeah, the others Warriors three bite it together, but she's nowhere to be found. Well, yeah. It's because oh, of well. you, Tom. Yeah, because you it's ruined all, it. It's all my fault. It's all That's my right. Fault. Just blame me. Good. Okay. I'm glad we're learning. Now it's time for some DC news. And no, no, no. We were having so much fun. I was making fun of you. I don't want to talk about real bad things. Oh, it's not all bad. Potentially um, good things? Maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Let's get, let's get through this DC lightning round and we'll see. Um, so right. first, uh, a brief update. As we mentioned earlier, the whole Henry Cavill, Superman, not Superman thing. Um, according to TMZ, the whole thing is a fake. Um, Cavill felt he was underpaid for the role. And so he and his agent decided that, uh, they would try and drag this contract negotiation out in the media and show WB just how much people love Henry Cavill as Superman. Bullshit. They're also saying that uh, he turned down the cameo in Shazam not due to scheduling conflicts, but because of money. Yeah, that's, that's more likely, but 
equally, uh, but also equally bullshit. You know what's maddening about that? If that is true, <laughs> there are reports that the Superman cameo in Shazam would have been literally two lines. May I a, ask in what? In a post-credit sequence. I don't know what the lines are, uh, but he would have shown up in a post-credit sequence, uh, and that would have been all. So if it was really about money for two lines, that uh, is kind of maddening. That's just greedy, <laughs> if that's the case. I mean, uh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to keep in the lightning round theme here, Tom. What what, are we, what is the lightning round theme that we supposed we're supposed to be keeping for this? Um, horseshit. Let's go with that. That is. I don't follow. The theme is the theme is stuff that's probably. Uh, not true not true yeah okay okay yeah okay uh, so this next thing um zach snyder deciding to give more red meat to the zach snyder cut truthers um saying that the atom was in his version of justice league and was cut out um not necessarily as the atom but apparently the ryan Choi character was in justice league <laughs> Um, there was a- I believe that, but I have a follow-up question. Uh huh. What What the fuck does that matter? Like, yeah. assume- who, who is clamoring for Ryan Choi? Exactly. And the even Ryan if even Choi if Adam- but, but like, let's assume that that it really is the truth. Like, yeah, the, Ryan Choi Adam was supposed to be in there. Okay. So what? Where, where Where's Where's <laughs> Where's the beef? Like, why do I care? Why are you trying to make that a thing? Stop trying to make fetch a thing. It's never going to be a thing. Well, here, what? they're trying to make this a thing because the website that's reporting this is probably staffed by Zack Snyder truthers. Ah. Hashtag conspiracy. And Zack Snyder desperately needs uh, fans on his side regarding Justice League saying that, you know, oh, his version would have been good. It might have been, Tom. <laughs> Don't even. I. Are we going to go down this road? You were the one who was siding with him. What? Yeah. You don't remember this where I was getting all flustered and you were like, I don't know, Rick, I'm starting to get on board with the Zack Snyder uh, truther stuff. No, here, here's, here's what I, here's what I believe regarding the Zack Snyder cut. Um, I don't believe it would have been any better of a movie given that Batman versus Superman was a bloated mess and he was all over <laughs> that one. Um, I do believe it was a very different film. Um, I believe that there were, there was a longer period of time with evil Superman, um, which would have tied directly into the premonition dream visit from the future, whatever the nightmare, whatever, whatever it was Batman had in Batman versus Superman. Um, it would have, where he woke up from a sopping dream. Yeah. 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 Ugh. <laughs> it just makes my blood run cold when you say it. I don't know why. It's because I say it. I say it when I click my teeth. Sopping. Ugh. Sopping. Like, and you, it's a, you relish it. Like you say it with such gusto. <laughs> such ganache. Yeah. Sopping. Ugh. Yikes. Just yikes. <laughs> Um, well, if it makes you feel better, I'm not cognizant of how bad you've got it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. 
Anyway, um, I yeah, I think the Zack Snyder Cut's a very different movie. I don't know that I have any interest in seeing it beyond, ah, oh, this is different. Just like I would be interested in someday seeing the Eric Stoltz version of Back to the Future, but I'm sure it's not good. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's... I, I have a little thing about that, though, right? Like, the whole Eric Stoltz, the story of it is that it just didn't feel right. Eric Stoltz was sort of like a miscast character. They originally wanted Michael J. Fox and, you know, what have you. All of that, to me, seems fairly, like, plausible. Right? I mean, like, it, it seems plausible. It didn't feel right. The feel of the movie wasn't right. You know, he's... Eric Stoltz is by no means meant... or uh, known to be a comedic actor. Sure. Right? But, I mean, like... In everything that we've sort of observed via Snack, Zack Snyder, he does seem to have a little like fanboyishness going, right? Like where he puts a lot more into there and into movies and and pays a lot more homage to to movies than than the average fan realizes. Well, and he does seem to have a bigger okay, vision. But, but he's a bigger fanboy than Joss Whedon. I mean, Josh but, I mean, Whedon. But here's the thing: yeah. Josh, we- Josh Whedon, oftentimes, I mean, let, let's get real. He he basically just writes the same character. Yes, I made that point many years ago. Where, you know, where I mean, are you like, going with this? But I'm I just saying, like, going with this. But I'm just saying, like, maybe, just maybe, the Zack Snyder cut has some meat to it, and and and, and it will fit this sort of like grander vision. Ah. Uh, that, what that is the grander vision? Well, that's the thing. What was the grander vision? What I mean, I think here's what I'm hearing. Okay, and you tell me if this is what you're intending for me to hear. What I hear is the Zack Snyder cut would have had more names and characters that you recognize from comic books because Zack Snyder is a fanboy. Just how Batman versus Superman had a bunch of names of people you recognize from comic books that really had no added nothing to the story, but they were there as fan service. Is that, is that where you're going with that? No, I'm, I'm, I, I think he, he I, I'm just, I have some faith in him that it would have paid off. I think that faith is horribly unfounded. You think so? I mean, I, yeah. Or, or do you, okay. Do you think he's like literally just as, to, to try to stick it to the man or whatever it is who pulled him off of this is literally adding all these little tidbits of what uh, uh, you well, know, how do, wait 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 no, okay okay, okay. But, let's let's clear something up first he was not pulled off he quit because his daughter committed suicide and he no no I, I understand that but then there are all these uh, also all these rumors that he quit I mean like or that he sort of got quit okay but that's we don't know that what we do no, know we is, don't, we don't. I what mean, we he, do know is what he's saying, what the studio is saying. So we've got to take that on its face. Now, here's what I think is happening. I think Zack Snyder is still trying to process everything that has happened to him in the last year or so. This movie and his family and all that stuff. He's also trying to rebuild his career, in a manner of speaking. So he's got some PR to kind of do. Uh, in terms of like, because let's face it, the last three movies he's directed were DC films, and they all underperformed. It was garbage, Tom. You can Fine. say it. Uh, even 
the quality notwithstanding, from the eyes of the business people who would hire him for jobs in Hollywood, they all underperformed. Um, no, ag agreed. Agreed. Okay. So he's got to try and get other jobs. Plus, he's got. Plus, he is a fanboy. He's a fan of these characters. I'm sure he wanted to see whatever vision he had through, whatever that was, and. He's got fans asking him all kinds of stuff all the time. What, what would you? What was in yours? What was this? What was that? And I mean, if, I think if you look on IMDb, like Ryan Choi is listed, the actor's name is there. There was a promotional photo of the an Asian scientist standing next to Cyborg's dad in a lab, who apparently was Ryan Choi. Now, I doubt we would have seen the Adam in the Snyder cut of the movie. And then again, it's the Adam. So Snyder could point to any frame and say, he's there. He's just microscopic. I just don't understand what the point of any of this is. Like, okay, so the Adam was shoehorned in, and, and so was, you know, Batgirl, and so was uh, Mother... Supergirl, right? Yeah, and Supergirl, and, 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 and Big Barda, Granny yeah. Goodness. Yes, yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember. But... They, they shoehorned in literally everything from the DC universe. Just every single plastic man was there. Uh, uh, elongated man. And he, they were, they were, they were the, the generators making the city glow. Just right. everybody. Who else? You, who else you got? Throw, you got cheetah cheetahs in there. Who else you got? Who, uh, who, who do I got Man laying Hunter around? Was there, but he Martian was invisible. Man, yeah, absolutely. He was invisible or he was, he was one of the detectives. Who else we got? The Mrs. Manhunter, the, the female Manhunter. She was in there. Come on. Nightwing is in there. Just keep everybody going. Everybody. Still a shitty movie. Still a shitty movie. The end. But still a shitty the movie end. that. Are, are you talking about his original vision of it? It might have been. I, no, I was, there's no conceivable way. I, okay. There is no way. I, was, his, I want to see if there was some sort of a payoff. Because it's you also like Grant want Morris. to believe that you also want to believe that Daniel Cormier is not the best fighter in the world, and he is. You're, all right, all right. Before you guys start like going at each other here, yeah, I'm right. All right, there, you have to remember the plot of Justice League would not have been significantly different had Snyder's version been released. I mean, he was still using Steppenwolf as the villain. He was still using Terrible. Parademons. Uh, you know, the way they brought Superman back from the dead was the same. Um, those were all things that paid off stuff that he set up in Batman versus Superman. So... I don't know how much more payoff you could have had on the plot threads that he laid out. Um, Some semblance of Darkseid. Well, he, they mentioned... Darkseid was mentioned. Mentioned? Literally mentioned? But you weren't going to see him. Not, not in Justice League, but I mean, in the if there was a Justice League 2, I'm like... Right, but that was the thing. So it was, I mean, Steppenwolf mentions him near the end. and In it's, passing. It's, yeah, it's implied, <laughs> like it's implied. But I don't know that you would have had any much more than that. And even still, if, if you see Darkseid, does that make the movie good? No, but I mean, I, I think that... It if... just scratches that itch. Exactly, because they, they, they barely even mention it. Yeah, but to the general audience, they don't know any better. They don't care. Do they not? I mean, like, Why would oh, they? dude, who know? Nobody knows who Darkseid is unless you read comic books. I, I, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, they, he's, he's not, not, he's not Lex Luthor. 
No, he's definitely not Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, uh, most people, they know two Superman villains, like the general public. They know Lex Luthor, and they pr- maybe know They Doomsday. probably know Zod. You know, Zod, because he's been a lot of things. Okay, I'll give you that. But I was saying Doomsday because he killed him, and that sold a lot of books back in the day and was on the news, like the actual legitimate news. Um, fake. Yeah, not the um, fake news. <laughs> but beyond I, that, like most people don't know the Toy Man or Metallo or Bizarro or Brainiac. Maybe they know Brainiac by name. They probably know Bizarro more than Brainiac. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's the thing. So seeing Darkseid, the only thing it adds to is fan service. It's just, hey, DC fanboys, here's Darkseid. A little bit more in terms of like the way they sort of like built up Thanos, where a glimpse here and there. I, I mean, my God, Warner Brothers has shown us no indication that they were doing that. that they had yeah, that like, Chris, plan. like Chris, I, I, I mean, appreciate remember, how much you want this to be good. It's just it wasn't good. I mean, take a look. I mean, and, and that notwithstanding, like that's not what we're talking about. Chris asked a, a question, and that is, look, we got we got two whole complete Zack Snyder DC movies. Mm. Did he give in the actual theatrically released cut of any of them? Was there any indication that they were building to what happened in justice league? Like there was the deleted scene in the Batman versus Superman extended oh, cut where we see right? Steppenwolf. And there's yeah, the and weird he's... thing Luther says in the theatrical version about the bell has been rung and something is going to happen. But that could be literally anything. Because there's no context. I agreed. Also, I definitely agree, just largely because he he just seemed to be insane as it was. Right, right, right exactly. Like, I, if, you, if you look at the, in the extended version, if you watch the extended version, it lays out, not very clearly, but more clearly... Why? Because it includes that clip of Steppenwolf, and and so you you know that's what Luther is hinting at, but that wasn't the version that people saw. Most people, right? Yeah, I mean, so, uh, like maybe Warner the fanboy, the Jeff Johns and me. That's the thing. The fanboy in you wants to see what other Easter eggs Zack Snyder could have put in Justice League, and I get that. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily, and I'm not saying I wouldn't want to watch it if they released it. But I think the theory that that was that it was a good movie or a better movie before, like I don't, I think the movie is equally unsuccessful no matter which cut got gets released. I think it would have been similar to Batman v Superman, or or no, I think it would have been more along the fan and general public acceptance of. Man of Steel. Because I think there was a sort of enough groundwork at that point to be laid where fans kind of have a good idea of what's going on along with enough sort of like fanboy Easter egg shit going on that I would have enjoyed. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I Maybe it's just because like I... I feel as though like the Donner cut of Superman two is is a 
quite a bit of a superior movie to the 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 theatrical release. Okay. That I I feel as though people who have sort of like a sort of like cohesive big picture vision of where they want franchises to go, if just if you just allow them to let them do their thing, that it pays off in the end. Well, okay. Well, let's look at let's look at two uh, high profile examples of that. Okay. Let's. The first is you mentioned the Donner cut of Superman. So. The reason why there's a Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 is because he actually shot one big movie. So it wasn't like a long plan. They had a massive script that was shot all at once, and they started running out of cash at the end and said, eh, finish what you can, and we'll cobble together a movie out of it. And then they used what was left for the second movie. Right. So it's not necessarily that he had a big plan. Then also, Donner, I think, is a better director than Zack Snyder is. Richard Donner did the Lethal Weapon films. He did the Goonies. Uh, there's other ones I'm forgetting now. But these were also all done after the fact, right? Like, these were made after the groundwork of Superman. Fine. I'm just saying he's he's better than Zack Snyder. So, I don't know that Donner's vision having worked is a Great example that the Snyders would. The other is the Wachowskis and the Matrix movie. They were allowed to do whatever they wanted, and the last two movies in that trilogy are a mess. I mean, if you ask the humble disagreement, depends on depends on who you ask, right? True. Like, I mean, you... the diehard fans love them. Yeah, right? I'm I also so many Easter eggs. I'm also willing. I'm also willing to sit here and say I love them, but I get why people don't. And I just don't get the defense of these movies. <clears throat> Batman v Superman is abhorrent. It's terrible. Right. Justice League passes mustard as being a D minus, and that is it. All right, and that's, I don't, that's your opinion. Like it's not object. Like it's not objectively. It's pretty close. I mean, how, there is no objective unless no, unless mean, we unless we all three of us come up with a, like Batman versus a scale Superman. of ten criteria objectively is not abhorrent it's not it's it's not an ed wood film okay it's ed wood had more heart it's abhorrent to you because batman kills and does things you don't it's also batman terrible though doing. but it's yeah. also terrible again you didn't enjoy it that doesn't mean it's a bad film people we always fall into that trap all of us right yeah exactly like we always but fall, i'm we all right fall into that trap oh yes because rick is always right no, I mean, in this case, it is a badly written, badly scripted, badly dialogued, badly shot movie. I can't speak for the shot. And, yeah, and I don't. Yeah, and, like, and, I'm not a cinematographer, so I mean. I don't I don't think it's badly. Scripted. I think it's badly edited for sure. It's a bloated mess. Um, and. It actually was cut too much, if you can believe that. Because, like I said, the 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 extended version's more coherent. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not. I don't love it, but it's it's more coherent. Um. So I don't know that it was badly scripted either. It's not an entertaining movie. It's a very heavy film. It's um, and I'm not making apologies for it. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. Say it's it's. As bad as uh, Steel, 
or <laughs> Jaws Catwoman. four or Catwoman. Uh, I I just I don't think it's in that league. Okay, fine. I'm I'm I don't want to keep fighting about Batman v Superman for the rest of my life, or Justice League. I just I don't think any amount of cutting or changing or altering was going to make either of those films better than what we got. Uh, well. There is a Blu-ray with proof about Batman v Superman. We may not know for decades about Justice League. <laughs> or with enough talk and GoFundMeing. There's Can not going to be a GoFundMe to make this happen. Uh, how many times? Warner Brothers is not going to just say, yeah, uh, we'll take your GoFundMe money and release it. There are all sorts of legal issues about that. That's the same, that's the same mentality of those guys that want to remake The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, you're a Last Jedi guy now, Chris. How do you feel about that? I'm not a Last Jedi guy because there was no original Ryan Johnson no, alternative to... A GoFundMe is not going to solve this because the studio still has to say yes. What, does, what is it going to take to say yes? It will take, I don't know, protests or a guarantee of something to warner brothers warner there's brothers a guarantee to... of 24.99 from chris vu yeah exactly exactly <laughs> right well, clearly clearly the mind is not made up yet <laughs> <laughs> okay lest lest we fall further down this rabbit hole let's move on we no. have a final piece of dc news and that is we got our first sort of look at joaquin phoenix in todd phillips joker movie this week um, not in the full-on Joker makeup, of course, but uh, certainly cackling and with long hair, and that's about it. I, I, I don't know. I just why didn't they just hire leaps of logic? I was gonna say, why didn't they just hire Jim Carrey from like six months ago? I look, he looks a lot like Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. Old, like sixty-year-old Jim Carrey, who is still got it, still cool. But it, I don't understand why they didn't just hire him. Like, it's clearly just, it's, uh, whatever. Um, okay, okay, cool. Um, I don't, I don't, what do you want? What do you, I, it looks like a guy who is dressed up in a costume. Yeah. He looks like an actor. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like an actor. There's nothing, like, he's in one photo, it's him in the, with a clown pulling on its nose or something. <laughs> have you not seen the have you not seen the front facing shot yes, of him i've seen the front facing shots too yeah and it's he's just a guy just he's a guy like a guy it could be looks from like any a joaquin phoenix movie um well not and, any it couldn't it couldn't be you know gladiator but okay fine <laughs> yeah but he could be shooting anything right now and the photo would probably look a little like that he might have just been yeah. going shopping he could have been he just been. decided not to cut his hair for a while um the thing I found more interesting than the photos was we got the official um, crew lit cast and crew list and plot synopsis from the studio. And um, I noticed how uh, Martin Scorsese is no longer listed, listed as a producer. On Did you the, see that? Did you see that too? Um, yeah. The, the, all the rumors and everyone's still, uh, even the article says, Oh, it's being the tones being compared to Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, which is fitting because Scorsese is also co-producing the movie. No, he's not. His name is not in this press release at all. At all. Period. I can't can't figure out for the life of me why that would be the case. 
Yeah. Is it is it potentially because his name was never attached? Potentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um it does have Robert De Niro in it though. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um I, the other thing is the, the Joker has a name. Yeah, like yeah, that was weird. I, Archibald or some crapper. It's something with an A. Yeah. That's uh okay. It's, are we are we getting all midichlorian here? Well, you know, if if I if I may if I may uh tap uh Mr. Scott Snyder, who I consider to be the finest Batman scribe of our time. Um well done. Thank I'm you. glad you agree. Uh he um <laughs> he said that the Joker should never had a name. Should have this should have never come to pass. And it's not because he thinks that it's going to be a bad movie or that, you know, we can't do this or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But he just doesn't understand how bat how Batman's greatest nemesis could have a name. It just it never dawned on him as a possibility. It's just not something that could be done. I'm going to agree with that. And and only because I feel like no matter what happens here, this is Wolverine origin. Very literally. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Not not Wolverine Origins, the movie. I mean, the comic book. Oh, okay. oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But because, Wolverine Origin was oh, the thing of, nobody really wanted. The thing that everyone was kind of like, oh, they're finally going to tell us who is it. And then you found out his name was James Howlett. You went, what the hell is a James Howlett? Yeah. And then everyone's like, mean, oh, but don't. I mean, you don't think it's it did kind of open things up to more. Yeah, but it was such a it was such a dramatic wet fart. No, no, it agree, was a agree. I mean, sopping like, wet fart thing. So okay, like from that standpoint, then, like, where do you stand on the three jokers idea? Terrible. <laughs> I think it's awful. I think it's bad. I, I mean, we don't know what the payoff is going to be, right? Like, we, but, we will never know. We will never know what the payoff is. I mean, Doomsday's clock has got to end at some point. <laughs> have you have you not heard of Daredevil Father? <laughs> oh, God, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, here's okay. Here's why it doesn't matter in comic books. You ready? Because comic books get rewritten every five years. Here's why it's not going to matter in the movie because this movie doesn't connect to anything. The fact that it's called Joker, in and of itself, is merely coincidental to the story overarching. Maybe Thomas Wayne's in it. <laughs> well, so there's that, and uh, Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck yeah. is the name of the Joker. The man who becomes the Joker is that the name? Man, I'm trying to think of where that would have. Brought. Which everyone everyone thought it was really funny that the Joker's name is Affleck. <laughs> ah, that's funny. I didn't notice that until just now. That's funny. A Fleck. That is that is uh, no longer funny. It was it was good. <laughs> That is the life of that joke. Yeah, that joke. <laughs> that was that was in real time, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You saw the entire lifespan of that joke. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> this is. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a giant you know, mess. This is. It's one of those comic book. Be careful what you wish for things. Like Wolverine's yeah. origin, the Joker's origin. Like, do you really need to know? What Part does it the, serve? All right, like it's inherent to the character that the Joker is a mysterious sort of almost force of nature. And yeah, makes him more frightening. The... With Wolverine, the 
thing that was, you know, so compelling about him was that he had no idea who the fuck he was. Like he was trying to forge this identity now, like and trying, no matter what he had done in his past, he was going to try and do right now. You know, that was what was compelling and made him interesting. Who cared who he was before? Like, did we need to know he was a little sickly kid with bone claws? Like, I'm a bone claws. Oh, oh, jeepers. But we had known he had bone claws since. Yeah, before that. X. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But you're fatal attractions. Yeah, correct. Um, um, I. They're still going to get our money, right? Rick's money or Rick's friends money. Let's not <laughs> You know, guys, again, we we really we've kind of we've kind of run the lifespan of that specific joke. This can... is fucking Jesus horse, because that motherfucker came back to life and we were kicking that <laughs> thing down again. So. I'm just I'm just saying if we could if we could just stop with that one specifically, I I would be okay with it. I'm it's, it's just, only so much a guy can take. Well, you know, it's just it's you just protest so much about leaving your house and then with us, and then you, we find out that oh yeah, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. That's all. Because somebody else paid for it. Yeah, right. It's just, it wasn't specifically because somebody else paid for it. It was happenstantial. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me guess. Let me, did it go down something like this? Hey Rick, let's do X. No man, I don't feel like it. I'll pay. Uh, all right. Right. No, no, what no. What's not what, me up. It's typically, hey man, are you gonna come with us to this movie? And like, oh, uh, what? When is it happening? <laughs> it's gonna be here. I've already bought tickets. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> how it went down. I've already it's, bought tickets. That's literally it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like that. That is what happened. Did it? Did it involve a? You can pay me back later, man. It's all good. Or was it just never like, said? Oh. Was never said. Adam Fly? Never said. Okay. Never, that's, never sure. said. All right, all right, all right. If, if that's the case, then now, good now on. we're now we're now we're examining the genesis of a joke, which is mostly it's like Wolverine origin. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to this thing. Another thing no one wanted, but it's not comic book related. They're remaking Grumpy Old Men. See, I actually think this is great. No. If, okay. No, you don't. Uh, all right. All right. First of all, it's starring Eddie Murphy. Yes. And second of all, it's directed by Tim Story, who did Fantastic Four. Yes. The Which first one? one. Oh. The one with the one with Chris Evans. Uh, and he Jessica. also did the Barbershop movies. And Ride Along. What's Ride Along? Ride Along was that movie with uh, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. I think there's two of them now. Yes. Yeah, action comedies. Is there? I guess they're supposedly okay. They made a lot of money. It's not that tenfold thing. This is the 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 tenfold that keeps up shit like Ride Along too. Is what you're saying, right? Well, I mean, Ride Along made you know made money, good money, but uh, I okay. I, I just Eddie Murphy's not old enough to be in Grumpy Old Men. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it it's cool though. I like this. Who's, who's I'm his act- counterpart? Yeah, they haven't said yet, but uh, Hollywood Reporter says one of the possible co-stars could be Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that makes sense. A reanimated Bernie Mac would be perfect. Yes. See, <laughs> if this was if if Bernie Mac were still alive and they were making this with Bernie Mac and I don't know Steve Harvey, oh. 
I would watch that. That would have been good. Uh, I, I see. Or if I they love... remade it like 25 years from now with Kevin Hart, I'd watch that. I think Eddie I... Murphy's older than you think he is. Yeah, Eddie and Murphy's I think Eddie Murphy's in his could... 50s. He's no Abe Vigoda, fine, but no, like, I he's think not I... as old as Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau were when they made it, and that was part of the humor of that movie. Was right, that they, I mean, were they were truly old. grumpy old men, right? Right, and they're you know the this, all the sex jokes about senior citizens having sex, like that was what made that movie. I am for this. I am very for this. I do. Have, I have no problems with it. I think it's cool. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm very. I'm very for this. All right. Here's this, what. Here's what I'm worried yeah. about. Because Eddie Murphy is so young looking, and he's in his late fifties, I'm worried this is going to be another. Uh, let's put Eddie Murphy in makeup movie. Uh, oh, because he does so poorly in those. Yeah, have you seen Norbit? Which okay, one's Norbit? I, not, not every movie is Norbit, Tom. Some uh, of them are. Have you seen Flubber. Second Nutty Professor? Wait, no, Flubber is Robin Williams. Yeah, Flubber was. Yeah, it's close though. Which ones? There have been three Nutty Professors, right? Or have there, there been it's been like It's been like seven when you really get to it. Well, yeah. Look, I'm. I, I, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I don't know. The but irony the here thing. is, I think your old guy is showing here. I think I, that's what's happening. I'm it's sorry, are you Murphy. new? <laughs> Stop stealing all of my lines, Tom. You do have to come up with some on your own. I, I just... I, how, how? Okay, <laughs> this is like the whole like Blumhouse like Spawn remake thing, right? <laughs> like, let's attach <laughs> a bunch of names to things and, you know, we'll, we'll make money. I promise. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. Something I read the other day that you guys are going to find hilarious. So Todd McFarlane's toy company is doing Star Trek action figures now, right? <laughs> so day, I'll get there. You'll see where you'll see how this ties in. Bear with me for a second. So the other day he released the first uh, like photos and some information on when they're going to show up in the stores finally. And then he said, okay, it was like a video message. And then he said, okay, got to go. Got to get back to working on Spawn movie stuff. And signed off. And I was like, mm, yeah, we're still not going to see that movie. <laughs> oh, so now you're back in my camp. You're back oh, in camp. Oh, no way. Dude, something's going to happen. Have you seen, if, Todd, have you heard Todd McFarlane talk lately? Not if we all try really hard to make it not happen. If we, if we pool our collective kinetic energy as a, as a world, as a universe, we could, we can come together and make sure that this garbage doesn't actually come oh, to no, pass. No, we can do I like mean, a, I'm like a reverse gonna happen Go to fund keep me. it from being made. No, okay. I mean, a like, reverse Go Fund me, like we'll pay you not to do this. I mean, like, a no fund me. Right? I mean, like, nice isn't thing. that wouldn't wouldn't that be? First off, like, what what are one of the major preventers of like shit actually happening is funding, right? Blumhouse, Blumhouse, whatever, Blumhouse films generally don't seem to be the highest of budget no. so like there's there's one hurdle jumped there have been multiple names attached right like high relatively high profile with jamie fox yeah, right? jamie fox is playing spawn supposedly al simmons or whoever the case is yeah. um i mean it, it might just be another stealth or something right like <laughs> nice reference I mean, well it might happen. 
You know, it'll, it, 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 I, I don't think it's not going to happen. It might be a long time from now. It's just not necessarily going to be good. Right. Cause I mean, like, what's the major barrier to entry at this point for this fucking thing yeah, is just money? Because I mean, like, they, I mean, and, and actually, I didn't realize Bloomhouse is actually a lot bigger than I, I thought it to be. That they have multiple franchises that oh, are yeah. all fairly successful. You know, yeah. right? And that, but they do. Their business model is, you know, make them cheap. Right. I mean, it's like the EA Sports. Well, EA Sports aren't cheap. The EA games. But, like, you just fucking crank that shit out right. every year using the same formula, and people go and watch it, right? Like, that's that's an EA formula. Um, but, I mean, like, I don't see it not happening, to be honest. I mean, and and we don't need it, though. Um, But, yeah, sorry. Where were we? All right, let's go back to Grumpy Old Men, the remake, not this show. Um, <laughs> okay, Rick, tell me why you're on board for this. Because it's it's been 25 years since the last Grumpy Old Men, and I think that those movies could be fun. And I'm an Eddie Murphy guy. I, I have no problems with him. I, I think he's a comedic genius. I, I just think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be worth seeing. Speaking of Grumpy Old Men... It is now time for the questions. Rick, now that you're all freshly atoned and your soul is clean. <laughs> that lasted. <laughs> what's pissing you off? Uh, well, Tom, I'll tell you. What is truly pissing me off this week more than anything is the fact that, and, and you know, it's an old thing, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it. I don't have enough time to do the things that I want to do during the day and throughout the week. Oh, and uh, doing the just, drinking game at home, one of us bitched about not having enough time. Do a shot. There is. It, well, it, it was just okay. Just this week in particular. Well, specifically <laughs> this last two weeks. Shot. Now, it's a, now it's a what's pissing me off that's lasted for more than a week. Take another shot. I just I've had to go out and do so many things. Hit the trope. Come on. Come on. Check the boxes. Like my house. Check the box. Oh, Rick complained about having to leave his house. That's finish your beer. Finish your beer. But what it what it is, honestly, is there's a lot of really great shit to watch right now. Like TV wise, there's a lot. Of, I've got, I know I've got Prime, and wait, I've. Got, wait, oh God, Rick's complaining about his entertainment choices. <laughs> so many good ones, out of nowhere, and then the football season has been interesting. And and what do I do? How do I juggle all? I have so many limes, Tom. So many limes, and I can't fit all of them into my hands. Not every week has to be something you know gargantuan. It's just bothering me that. I don't have, I can't just quit my job. I can't just quit my job wow. and watch TV all day. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you don't mind waiting for movies, but when television comes on, it's been good, Tom. It's been really, it's been really good. Like what? It's been yeah. really. Like, uh, well, like, okay, so I've been, I'm trying to watch all of the Grand Tour because I'm obviously two seasons behind on that. Um, so American you waited two seasons, you can wait a little longer. Yeah, but you, now that you've, I've seen one episode and I have access to them, I gotta, I gotta watch. I gotta, I, I can't stop. I can, some people have compulsions, Tom, that they have to do <laughs> things. Yep. 
So, so then uh, now I got American Horror Story, and I, I gave up watching American Horror Story tonight to to record our podcast. Oh. Also because my also because my wife went to bed early. Oh, so man, you should be martyred for that. Oh really, Tom? You're coming at me with shit like you this? Gave up watching American Horror Story to do the show? What a what a guy! You're like the anti Vontae Davis. You know what? I'm just trying to get something off my chest. You asked me a question, yes. and now I'm getting I'm getting now stabbed I'm, now in the I'm neck. Just taking a dump on your chest. That's exactly. thanks, thanks. I'm so glad I participate and and show up and give you you going what hours. Else? What other shows? What other insanely shows? good content? Well, and then you know now there's discussion as to whether or not we want to because with Amazon Prime comes one week free of CBS All Access. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, you get CBS All Access a week free no matter what, not just with Amazon. Yeah, but this way I don't have to put another credit card on file that, that yeah. oh, you know, I, I can just, you. just tell them to cancel it. Um, but, like, I'm like, oh, how am I going to watch it? And then Lauren's birthday is this week, and I've got all kinds of fun stuff planned for her. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to get? It's not going to have time. I just, and then I want to, I want to, like, I, I got to start, like, picking up work. I want to start doing other side jobs because I want to start saving up because maybe we want to buy, like, a, a nice condo or something. Just so many, so many things. And, and there's not enough time in the day. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a solution. I don't know if you're going to want to hear it. I have a possible solution, or at least a, yeah. something to alleviate some of the uh, stress. Yeah. Hearthstone. What about it? That's a time suck, is it not? I only play Hearthstone when I'm not doing other things. Really? So you don't play Hearthstone while you're watching TV? No. Okay. I mean... <laughs> If you're playing Hearthstone while you're not doing other things, you could use that time spent playing well, Hearthstone to watch more TV. Could you not? Hearthstone is Hearthstone is typically a end of the day I'm about to go to sleep thing, or I'm sitting on the can thing. Yeah, but you can watch streaming television on your phone now, can't you? Yeah, but I gotta watch these shows with my wife, Tom. <laughs> you don't want to take her to the can with you? I mean, there's a statement here that I could make that would get me in an awful lot of trouble. So I yes. no, I don't. Yes, I don't. No, you do not. And yeah. just, just leave it at that, sir. Yeah. But Tom, since yes, obviously there must be a lot for your reaction of my trivial what's pissing me off to react so poorly. <laughs> what's pissing you off? Oh, it's absolutely trivial. Shopping cart guy. We you just had shopping cart guy last week. No, no, I had grocery aisle PTA meeting last week. This you is, are spending entirely too much time in Publix. This is grocery store in general. Uh, no, what I okay? I'm tired of people leaving their shopping carts in fucking parking spaces or oh right next to their car as they pull away. I saw a guy today unload his groceries into his car. He left his cart in between my space and his space on the line okay at near the front of his car he was one space over from the cart corral (laughs) he could have walked 15 feet and put the cart where it was supposed to go and then as he's backing out you can see one of the workers rounding up all the fucking carts and so she's pulling the line of carts out of the corral and then sees this asshole's cart Sitting 15 feet away that he couldn't be bothered to put in the right space. 
to avoid, you know, damaging other people's property or just being a general nuisance. And she had to waste her time. And I could see her mouth swear words in my rearview mirror <laughs> as I drove away. Just like, seriously, like, how, how oblivious, lazy, or stupid does a person have to be? Like, he was, I, I, to an extent, I can understand it if you're like on the way other end of the parking lot from a place to put the cart, or you've got like, a, and you've got a small child with you, or someone who can't be alone for any length of time. Or, or it's just generally inconvenient. It's raining, whatever. This guy was, it was not raining. He was able-bodied. He's alone. He's 10 feet from a cart corral. That is just being an inconsiderate prick. <laughs> That's all that is. That is literally all that is. People who should be phased out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm not saying in what way or what method. I'm just saying people like that, we should just phase our tolerance of that behavior out of our society. Uh -huh. Really? Yeah. It's, a, it's quite what, a slippery it, slope is there. It still, is, it, is it eugenics if you just want to eliminate assholes? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's, it's a gray area, I guess. <laughs> that's uh it's a little terrifying i'm not gonna lie i'm a little scared of what you're saying here vote for me make america great again <laughs> there you go attaboy attaboy <clears throat> so tom uh uh what did you learn this week i learned as you so astutely pointed out not all that long ago i am becoming increasingly grumpier <laughs> <laughs> Here's how I realized this, and it has nothing to do with my anger at Shopping Cart Guy or any Murphy remakes. No. I was scrolling through my Netflix profile today. And you know how, like, they have cute names for different genres of things that you might like to watch? Mm-hmm. Like, eh, futuristic sci-fi thriller, or, like, heroes and villains, or 80s nostalgia. One of the categories that the algorithm has created for me is simply called, and I'm not even kidding, Get Off My Lawn. <laughs> it is populated with Mark Marin stand-up specials. I'm not even I lying. Can, I'm actually totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Like, I, I, that was an even bigger problem, is I, I Dennis Leary stand-up. Like, it was all stuff I had no issue with. It was all stuff I wanted to watch. <laughs> and it's all They called, know you. Well, they not only know me, but my viewing habits are increasingly angrier, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Even Netflix can pick up on my mood now. Fantastic, Tom. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. Rick, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that there is a lot that goes into just the beginnings of looking into, of thinking about buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a whole hell of a lot. Um, I've got to start looking into like, like I'm like, yeah, I've saved up a little bit of money. I should be able to make a down payment on like a mm -hmm. small condo. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I am literally nowhere near no. like I'd have to empty my bank account and my 401k. And then maybe I could get a hovel. And it's, mm -hmm. just, 
yeah oh boy (laughs) yeah that's what i found in in buying a house uh however much money you think you have saved up it ain't enough no whatever it is no i'm looking around like you know i could probably scratch together a couple thousand real quick no big deal (laughs) and i'm like oh what can i get with a couple of thousand Uh, let's see so there's (laughs) tom you're awfully generous i'm looking into some nice Uh. shoe boxes (laughs) 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 some very fine shoe boxes like it was like, oh no, first time home buyers. That's three point five percent. Three point five percent of uh, ten thousand. Ooh, oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna finance uh, sixty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. When? Wh- how long? They don't offer lifetime mortgages, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, thirty years. That's twice what I expect to live. <laughs> wow. Don't tell the bank that. Well, whatever they could they could charge my debt they'll only my, give you my... they'll only give you a 10-year mortgage well no they will they will just ha- resurrect my corpse using voodoo magic and yeah. keep me working weekend at bernie style solomon grundy but either way uh, i'm just thinking about the second weekend at bernie's they voodoo him back to life yeah, movie stunk oh it was terrible <laughs> it was the, both every... those movies are awful loved every second of them yeah yeah, yeah. 13-year-old yeah. me thought they were hilarious. <laughs> All right, Tom. So uh, now that we've now that we've learned things and gotten angers off our chest, and apparently you're going to be dead soon, so that's good yeah. news. I finally Isn't outlived you. I'm going to finally have the heart attack. Well, what's funny is you were over here like like thumbing your nose at uh, at fate. Now that two seals have been already cracked. <laughs> And and your your body is degrading at rapid well, speed. Here's yeah. Here's what's funny about this whole thing. All the seals are gonna open, telling us we need to keep the show on the air. But I'm going to die, and I won't be able to do the show. That will be how. That will be how I finally get this, to stop doing the show. This reminds me. Did you check the voicemail this week? Oh, I did check the voicemail this week. Thank you for reminding me. We got yes. a voicemail. We sure did. I'm 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 kind of upset that you were tipped off to it. But oh, what is we got two voicemails. Call before oh. unable to lower your credit card interest rate. No, that's not the one we're uh-huh. talking about, right? <laughs> well, I it's forward that to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I will tell you that the the Google transcript of this has a lot of asterisks in it <laughs> hey jerks it's me the american dad ass jesse long from team ham if this presents wrestle crush whenever on the wrestling nerds radio network again for tom that's team ham if this presents wrestle crush whenever on the wrestling nerds radio network i'm not gonna lie guys the news of your untimely demise at the hands of that bastard coin hit me pretty hard not only is listening to those two jerks the highlight of my work commute but god damn it that logo i made pretty sweet Anyway, I just wanted to call one last time and say, I won, I fucking won. Team Hammerfist outlasted those two shirts, and thusly I have defeated Tom. That means that Rick is all nine again, you $2 short stack son of a bitch. Rest in peace, jerk. Glory to Team Hammerfist. You want to know what I learned? I learned that I fucking won, and it feels so good. <laughs> I'm going to miss you guys. Just stay open. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's the funny the sixth time I heard it anyway. <laughs> so what did he do? Did he send it to you? 
Yeah, he's like, hey, so uh, I just I, I need you to listen to this because I need you to make sure that it's not too far. It's never too far. <laughs> but I'm not conceding defeat. <laughs> That's not happening. Like, I, I, you can tell the host of the Power Hour uh, or WrestleCross Wednesday, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> we'll call it Wrestle we'll Crush call it whenever. The show with eight names, none of which are memorable. <laughs> um, you can tell him that for his information, I am a five dollar short stack, not a two dollar short stack. <laughs> did not win because we're not done yet and I sincerely doubt Team Hemifist will outlast those two jerks for reasons I am not at liberty to share at this time but which will all become clear to you in the coming months oh god oh god so Jesse if that's your real name Please refer to him by his full moniker, the American Dadass. I I'm not even dignifying that horseshit nickname. <laughs> what, the uh, the the what the American Swamp Ass is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's part of it. It's he's the American no, Dadass. No, because it references a bad cartoon and Kid Rock all at once. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. It's Swamp Ass. I like Swamp Ass. We'll go with that. Um, yeah no not over not over at all I have not yet begun to fight so it's on bitch it's on Rick if other people like Uh, Jesse who are let's say passionate about our show want to get a hold of us how can they do that well they they have every opportunity as uh, the, uh, the Twitter handle uh, has been saying all week, um, and if you don't know what that is, you can you can tweet us at those two jerks TWO. But you can call in three two one to seventy six jerks and take part in the jerks farewell tour. We are jerking off into <laughs> another land, and you can join us. We're gonna set a distance record while we do it too. It, well, I mean, <laughs> if you don't have carpal tunnel by the end of listening to us, There's I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of you. things to sop up by the time this is over. Yeah, there we go. And Tom, oh my God, it's almost midnight. Can we please go to the yes, midfish? Yes, we can. If you want to get a hold of us through email, you can email us, those two jerks at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash those two jerks. All of that information is at those two jerks.com. In all cases, spell out the word T W O because it's two for the number, not T O, which means also. Grammar joke. So, for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the occasional Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And, well, for at least 10 more episodes, unless, of course, John Jones passes a drug test. <laughs> oh, God. We will remain those two jerks. They were supposed to be impossible. <laughs> they were supposed to be impossible. See you next time. Ah. <sighs>